Oh, no internet today, so we don't have an opening clip. We're going to do this old school, not old school style. We're going to do it uh, fun employment file style. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if you know about the fun employment files, but it's a big fuck around that we haven't done in about a year. <laughs> I, I know about it. <laughs> fun employment files is a lot of fun. That's uh, the, it's sitting around playing songs. Lately, we've been uh, <laughs> we've been a little bit heavy on the show, so let's just uh, be a little bit. Let's, let's wreck it. Let's get wrecked. Uh, everybody crate them up. Woo! Ah, that's hideous. <laughs> Tonight we right, right or wrong. It's got a how outdoorsy. Fucking crate them small yay over here. Rescue me. Should I go down? Fucking internet's down, man. I thought uh, Sudden Link's. Uh, Sudden Link's uh, slogan is always on. Yeah. Apparently it is. I'm not going to complain because I rarely have problems. So. No, I, but we were talking about this. I have problems fairly often. Well, you live down in the halls. <laughs> okay. Now, he's in the valley. Yeah. Back to the valley, man. Up, up here on the hill, we rarely he's have problems. He's got Riverside property. Yeah. He's, he's like the... The Richie Rich. Of yeah, but it's like a Rockefeller in Charlton Heights. The worse this weather gets, the more the river's creeping up when it floods. I'm like chewing your nails off. Last time I'm like, that's in the bamboo. <laughs> Schwammo. That's, that's, that's a big old river. That's a big old river. It is. It is I, the, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slit, the godfather of gash, the genetic jackhammer. Episode 169, in case you don't know, my name is Dutch. I, you know, I never introduce myself. <laughs> like my actual name. Never do it. Um, joined, as always, by the former intercontinental champion, the first black man to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River, the vanilla gorilla, the sentient mountain, the barrel of monkeys. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. So Chucky Tate sex over there. <laughs> and of course, as always, been here since day one. Since the very he first has. show. He has. There was never two Staple. other. Never, there was never two other people in here. Never. No, not once. I, I don't know to, why you're bringing that up. I used to pretend to be two other people. I had like this girl, this female character. Yeah, and this, like a female yeah, character. Yeah, but they were really bad. This red Yeah, they were terrible. And the other character was bad. like this guy envisioned this kind of like this red-headed gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the girl had giant tits. Yeah. I, I remember that. And you, I kinda, cha- you changed costumes in between talking. It was weird. Yeah. And um, it, I got a lot of hate mail about those people, so we decided to yeah. ca- discontinue. Can't get them out of there. <laughs> so I, I changed. Yeah. So now I'm just back to my regular personality, which sucks, but well, it's, it's better than that. Not a good personality. Not a good personality at all, to be quite honest. Anyway, he is the Ron Paul of regenerative farming. That's John Morgan, Bone Cruncher, <laughs> a.k.a. the the Emperor of the Pigs, the Sultan of Swine. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Minister of the Pork. <laughs> the, the Grand Moff Tarkin of Goats. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Episode 169. 69, baby, baby. Anyway, I had a weird night last night. How's that? Went to uh, Somersville to watch my friends, the Heinz Brothers and Red Audio play. That is weird. It was very weird. I had two beers early in the night, so... uh, So it was was, also boring? 
No, it was fine. I, I, I wasn't bored. It's kind of weird when you get used to being sober around a bunch of drunk people, you start watching. All right. And there was a, a lady, probably in her 60s, barefoot dancing in the middle of a bar. I'm not saying the bar's dirty, but it's a bar. Yeah. I mean, it's not. And she was dancing barefoot. Having a time, was she? Well, she was having a great time. I wasn't about to make fun of her. I was actually quite happy for her. That's the best yeah. way to dance. And um, there's a lot of like extremely attractive girls there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't talk to one of them. Why not? Because I was sober. And actually, I talked to a few of the ones that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then um, got up and sang a couple songs with uh, the Red Audio. They're, they're my friends, so they always invite me to sing songs with them. And... um. People loved it. They carried me out on their shoulders. It was amazing. There was a baby in the bar. They were throwing the baby in the air. <laughs> dance magic. Dance magic. <laughs> Just high-fiving everybody. High-fiving. Saw the biggest Asian girl I've ever seen in my life. Not big in a bad way. She was extremely hot. Yeah. But she had to be six feet tall if she was an inch. Sure she wasn't a Polynesian girl or something like Maybe. You might be right. Might be right. They are large but, uh, people. Instantly fell in love. And uh, didn't talk to her at all. It was great. Didn't uh, didn't even look at her look at her in the eyes. That's it was tremendous. <laughs> that is a weird night. But I was I was trying to send vibes. <laughs> I was sending vibes. I was like, "You like me? You think I'm neat?" You <laughs> now you were standing right next to her when you were doing that. Oh, you? of course. Yeah, yeah. It didn't quite work. Like I I pickpocketed her phone and put my number in it and <laughs> put it back. Picture did of you. you. Did you do any like? Like hip poses, where you kind of lean up against the bar and kind of like I was presenting, stick it out a little bit, yeah, fluff my dong up a little bit, just walk around swinging. Hey, what's Go up? Go back and do has do, anybody do seen my po- box of Magnum condoms? <laughs> Go do, do a few push push ups to pump up your muscles. I a did bit. lift before I went there, so I felt a little bit jacked. That's a good thing to do. I don't care what anybody says. I used to. Before I before I'd go out, I would always go work out before I went out, and it it, it worked mm-hmm. on a few occasions. I did feel a little bit jacked. I did uh, squats, bent over rows, and bench. There you go. Did uh, one one twenty five for three sets of five. I felt pretty strong. There you go on the bench. I can do that with one hand. I think <laughs> probably. That's probably about what I do. But uh. I actually looked that up one time. What is the percentage of people that can bench press over 250 pounds? It's not large. It, it's it? not large. <laughs> and it's even less what, but who can rep that? You know, it's like who can rep 225 is a pretty s- small amount of people. So, but yeah, I felt pretty, I mean, I had a good time. I talked to people and of course, Jamie Hines and Todd Hines were there. They're the coolest. They listen, so I have to say that. I don't. I can't give my real opinion on them. (laughs) 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 They're they they are the absolute coolest. Uh, I didn't I didn't know. uh, I've seen Todd Hines play a million times. I didn't know he uh, did it Lindsey Buckingham style. Doesn't use a pick. No, I guess yeah, he doesn't. Does he? Lindsey Buckingham doesn't use a pick. No, I think. How's he do it? He just thumbs. He thumb and like. I'd, it's hard to explain. I'd, I'd pull up a video, like instead but of internet, have, yeah, yeah, instead internet. of going back and forth with just one plucker, you go doot doot doot. Yeah, he so does. Okay. Yeah, I've seen Bradley do that. Yeah, you can you can do it, and it's a different kind of tone too. Like it's a softer tone when you're using the skin off of your hand versus a, a plastic pick that has more of a, a clicky abrasive kind of. Tone. What do you think? Here, here's an interesting uh, debate. What do you think about bases that use picks? 
Well, my friend J-Mo uses a pick. Okay. I think it's fine. I, he, I mean, Paul McCartney uses a pick. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them. Okay. I was just thinking, though, you know, that a lot of people think that that's faux pas, that bass, bassists shouldn't do that. No, you, it just... You do it, whatever's comfortable it just for makes, you. It just makes it more percussive. Mm-hmm. It's more of a... It makes, makes you use makes a felt. It, gives it more of a staccato, you know, click to the actual note. Right. So your, your timing has to kind of be better if you're playing with a pick because the... You know the 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 loudest part of the of the sound is the is the pick, so it right. kind of stands out like a drum like a drummer can't be off. Well, I mean, I was I was reflecting my own uh, animus towards it because Gene Simmons does it. And <laughs> I despise Gene Simmons. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. Not pick. really anymore. I was like, ah, I, whenever yeah. I played bass, I did it both. I did both ways. Mm-hmm. I tried both. And, and for for certain songs, like like you know, like a punk song or something. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you're playing. You know, if you want the bass to sound smoother for for certain songs, you know, playing with the fingers is is better. But if you're playing a song like Big Bottom, where you know you you want talk to, about mud flaps, my, my girl's, girl's got them. Yeah, if I was playing Big Bottom, I'd use a pick. <laughs> Drive me out how of my I, mind. How could I leave this behind? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The fucking genius of that is they all played basses. <laughs> like they, yes. yeah, they took all the lead bass. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The bigger the cushion, the deeper the pushing. You know what I mean? God, I need to buy that movie, but I can't. The internet's down. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, the bigger the waistband, the deeper the quicksand. (laughs) Or so I have read. My girl fits me like a flush, flesh tuxedo. <laughs> I'm gonna sing her with, with my, my pink, pink torpedo. <laughs> Big bottom. Oh shit! It just doesn't get that any movie's better. so fucking great when they're doing the reviews. Uh, this one's merely a two-word <laughs> review. <laughs> shit sandwich. sandwich. Well, that's just nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. That's just nitpicking. <laughs> or the gospel according to Spinal Tap. It begs the question. On, on what day did God create Spinal Tap and couldn't he rest on that day too? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. God damn what's, it. What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> ist. Ist. He's just chewing the gum with yeah, that stupid hair. Yeah, I know. It's awful, dude. They're so bad. <laughs> you mean great. <laughs> No, I mean it's just they're, <laughs> the band's just awful, you know. And they're but that what's that's what makes it so funny. It's just, they, they got whips in the knucket on them. They got that horrible, not really not British accent. It's like something they've made up. You know? God damn, I love that movie. All those movies, fucking uh, Christopher Guest, Waiting for Guffman, yes. Best in Show, Best in Show, Mighty Wind, Mighty Wind is tremendous. Yes, Mighty Wind's really lower in my favorites. Really, though, see, I, it's a little bit. It's I like it. Firmly why? Why less? Because because um well because best in show and waiting for Guffman e- are just oh are just better. I think that the humor is like the ad libbing and the humor is like more subtle and 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 stupider to me. Like I don't know, it just makes me laugh. The other ones make me laugh more mm-hmm. than best in show or but then um a mighty wind does. I think. My favorite is Best in Show. I mean, Best in Show is yeah. fucking amazing. Well, my favorite is Spinal Tap, but that's not really Christopher Well, I mean, Guest. that's, that's Rob Yeah, Reiner, that's Rob But Reiner. it's the same deal. Yeah, yeah but I think that I Christopher don't put Guest... That, but I don't put that in the same genre. Yeah. I put Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, and Mighty Wind are the same genre to me. Spinal Tap is like the father of those, and, and it gets its own. Right. It's, it's kind of in its own category okay, that's fair. to me. Um, 
My my favorite part of Best in Show is uh, <laughs> fucking. There's so many good parts to oh, it. I, I like the part where she's trying to get the dog toy. And she's like, you you obviously don't know my dog. Jesus, you Christ. obviously don't know my dog because it's so true. These these pet zealots are just uh, so yeah, insane. I know, man. They're and they're both adults with braces. <laughs> Which is just fucking creepy. I'm sorry. You, you've been dealt the hand. Parker fucking deal with it. There's, yeah. like the whole, there's the whole like L.L. Bean. And like this yeah, they're so yuppie yeah. asshole, you know. They're so good at it. Yeah. And I, who's that, what's that guy's name? He's been in, he's been in all those movies, too. Oh, I don't Eugene know. Levy. Well, is, there's him. Uh, is it Bob Balaban? It's kind of a short guy, bald-ish beard. No, it's not Bob Balaban. I know who you're talking about. He played Russell on Seinfeld. Dark hair, kind of bug eyes. Yes. Just really excited about everything. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. And then there's, I'd love to look it up. And then there, yeah, I mean, and then there's also the guy. More like Sudden Stink, am I right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there's also the guy who plays... Uh, oh, shit. The guy who plays Michael McKean's lover on there, who's... he's. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's got the he's got the stitched pants. And he's, he's the lead singer of the band in uh, he's Mighty Wayne, the, the Main Street Singers. Yeah, 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 that guy, the new Main Street Singers. Who Is it Fred something? Ah, he's great, Willard. It, what? No, Fred Willard. <laughs> what happened? What? <laughs> Kurt Plunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at it. Well, Fred Willard's great. I mean, he's he's one of the best people in that. He never has a big role. Didn't he get caught jerking off or something? Ah, fuck. Who cares? Probably. But it, you know, it's just he's he's always plays that vaguely insulting, but in a nice way kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's uh, and he'll just say something that's just. Uh, He's trying to be funny and it's just bad. Yeah, it's like dad humor. He's like, he's just, and he's talking about their how their haircuts and are in spinal tap. He's playing, he's playing the Air Force Colonel where they're they're playing an Air Force base. He's just like, he's just like, yeah, those uh, haircuts aren't quite military issue over there. I'm, my, I'm getting a little shaggy myself though. I might want to stand to the, too close to the band. They'll think I'm one of you. I'm kidding, of course. And he, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just so aggressive with the bad humor. Yes, he is. He's just. He was in one of the best shows. He jokes at you, not with you. Exactly. It's extremely snarky, but it's funny. He was in, on one of the best shows. Him and Martin Mull had this show called Fernwood Tonight, which became America Tonight. Like and it was a, it was kind of like along the lines of Spinal Tap and all that stuff. It was ad libbed, I think, and it was supposed to be this cable local cable access show. And Martin Mull played the main guy, and then Fred Willard played his co host. It's fucking amazing. It's it's one of those shows that was too good to succeed. When was it? Like the mid nineties or something? It, no, it was seventies. It was seventies oh, and eighties. Really? So it was yeah. So it was, uh, of course, and it, back then that you know. It, American sensibilities have changed, I think, for the better in, in large part over the past, I'd say, 30 years. But for a while, you know, they used to make fun of it on uh, The Simpsons where, uh, you know, he says, well, what are Americans like? And they turn it on. It's, it's married with children. Ow, let's have sex. No pig. And he flushes the commode. <laughs> and everybody, yeah! you know, that's basically what fucking that's what uh, how Americans are. They just, you know, some <laughs> a large a large percent of the populace is really stupid and has no. Taste about anything. They're just well, but the the stupid jokes appeal to smart guys too. Well, so, that's true too. So it's, but it's it appeals broader, in a different way. A broader appeal. Yeah, smart guys are writing the stupid jokes. You that's true too. <laughs> it's not like they, they probably don't even think they're funny, but they know what other people. I think. mean, yeah. I, I mean, I w- I'd like to have a screen up right now of just a Bundy just putting that hand down that <laughs> down that waistband. Hey. 
Let's rock. <laughs> Never forget I that he scored that five touchdowns. I mean, yeah. they, used to, they used to call him Red Grange. <laughs> against Red the, Grange is in the audience. Uh, against what was the what was his high? Te- what was the? His, his, I forget the the quote because the, the, his said nemesis it times is, uh, is it was Bubba Smith who played him. Yeah, but what was his name? And I can't remember something tire something spare tire spare tire. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he used to carry a spare tire around his neck on a chain. <laughs> yeah, or that's such a black guy thing. To yeah, do, right? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> An eighties, an eighties. I hadn't said anything either. vaguely racist yet, so. <laughs> and it, oh. it kind of reminds me of um old uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite Uncle <laughs> Rico. Uh, Uncle, it's very Rico-y. <laughs> Al Bundy's character is kind of like Rico. I could throw a pigskin quarter mile. Yeah, really? I'm dead serious. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> Didn't he say he could throw it to the moon or something? <laughs> no, he said he said I said but I could throw a football clean over them mountains. <laughs> and they're like, watch this. He they're like the a, face with that steak. <laughs> they're like literally like seventy or hundred miles away. <laughs> he's got that horrible. It. He's got that horrible toupee. You ever watched any of that, uh, that guy's other movies? Uh, who, who's the gentleman Broncos? Jer, uh, it's Jared Hess. Jared Hess. Gentleman Broncos is tremendous. Uh, don't if you read the. Uh, the reviews, fuck the reviews. Yeah, they yeah. are not accurate. I mean, it, they, they don't get it. They're, yeah. they're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this is supposed to be a serious. No, it's a fucking ridiculous movie. That one, and what's the one with uh, Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig, where they're trying to rob a Brinks truck and they work for Brinks, but there's and it's a truth based on a true story. I haven't seen that one. It's really good, and I can't remember the name of it. They direct that too. Yes. Is it is it along the same lines? It's yeah. You can't hardly tell what time period it's set in. Yeah, that's, I think that's one of the best parts. <laughs> Gentlemen Broncos. It's okay. Here's the premise behind it, and this is why you want, you're going to want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking about it. I want to watch it again. <laughs> I'll go home and watch it this evening if my internet works. <laughs> but um, there's this kid, and he writes this uh, sci-fi story called The Yeast Lords or whatever, and he takes it to this. To this uh, writer's camp, right? And there's this terrible... He's, he used to be a great science fiction writer played by one of the best fucking roles ever for um, Jermaine Clement, if you know who that is. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm real bad with Concord, names. Have you ever seen it? I'm real bad with, with names. Okay, he's a bigger one. He's a, he's, a, he's part Maori. He's got a very... And he's great in it. Have you seen Dinner for Schmucks? No. You might like that, too. Uh, you'd, you'd know this motherfucker if you saw if him. If you yeah, saw him, you'd know. He's right. unmistakable. But anyway, he's is unmistakable, unmistakable, unmistakable. He's He can be without mistake. <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> Language is so hard. Language, is. I mean, words, right? <laughs> Wording. You, uh, it's going to be one of those new fucking... Ding, 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 ding. It's, well, it's going to be one of those new internet things where people... I don't want an adult today. Like, shut the fuck up and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the emojis actually like... This could be a really awesome thing because punctuation's insufficient. It's vague, right? Yes, it is. Explana- exclamation point can mean anything. I have conversations almost solely in GIFs now. GIFs and emojis are great. Yeah, so we're going really, back to hieroglyphs. Yeah, well, yeah it's, 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 but it's really because I can do I can do like just it's like an emoji. So it is an emoji to set the tone of what I'm saying. You know, that says the face and then the sentence. And without the sentence, it could be something that could offend somebody. But with the emoji, they it's like, oh, it's a joke. Absolutely, or, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, but the movie. Okay, so he goes to this writers' camp, and the guy who's hosting it who's a guest who's the guest speaker keynote speaker is a science fiction writer and he's not written anything worth a fuck in 20 years like he was successful when he was young mm-hmm. and you know 
So his his right his he had one good trick and he's hanging on. He's hanging yeah, he's on. really hanging on to it hard. <laughs> but then he's uh, he he gets in this th- in in an argument with his publisher and he knocks all these books on the floor, which is one of the funniest parts of the whole movie because it's supposed to be really violent. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees it. And he re- starts reading it and it's good. It is a really good story. Well, for this, I mean, it's really dumb. But so he changes it. And says that he wrote it, but the, at the same time, the the funniest thing about the whole thing is that it will show the story like it's a movie in a movie, only it's being told from three different points of view now. The original writer, Jermaine Clement, this the guy who stole it, and this horrible, stu- uh, basically student film kid who who is do- doing the story, making his own movie out of, it. and it's dog shit. Like it's you know, so it's. You'd have to see it. It's hard. It's so hard to explain because it's it's really that good. You know, it's um nobody is really big in it. The the Jermaine Clement is the biggest star in the whole thing. Oh, oh no, no, Stifler's no. mom, Stifler's mom, and we cannot forget. He just oh, uh, Sam Rockwell. Academy, yeah, Academy Sam Rockwell. Goddamn award. He plays that role. He plays the role in in two of those. He plays the original guy who's more like a. A country, country sheriff. rough and tumble yeah. type guy, Bronco, and then and the other one, he's Brutus and he's he's gay. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they tell the same story. It's a friendship stone. <laughs> They're blowing it, <laughs> and it, and it's telling you basically that Jermaine Clement is gay. That's mm-hmm. what it is. <laughs> yep. Sam, Sam Rockwell, I think, is uh, my favorite. He's guy. tremendous, dude. He's so good. He's such a chameleon. He's like, he's kind of like Alec Guinness. Used to be. I can't even think. Oh, Alec Guinness. He was uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, everyone. So. But before that, he was he was like a chameleon. They, sometimes he'd been a role and you didn't know who the fuck he was. He could fade in. He played Prince Faisal in um, Faisal Goes West. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> but um, somewhere <laughs> out there, Peebo Bryson, everybody. God damn, that song <laughs> makes me cry. Oh God! In the that movie, movie when they're sh- that movie's <laughs> fucking brutal, dude. Yeah, it's a story about especially for little kids. It's like, a story about Jews. Well, yes. Five Goes West is is lighter. Yes, but, it the, is. but the first one, the first American. See, Don Bluth. Don Bluth was doing that for a while. I don't know. Are you guys familiar with who Don? I'm Bluth? A Lucille Bluth. Uh, Michael Bluth. <laughs> I never thought George about Michael that. Bluth. <laughs> uh, Job. Maybe Bluth. <laughs> maybe. Oh God. Dang. No, it, it would be maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ali Shagat. Holy shit. Ooh. But um. He was this uh, animator, and he was he was one of the he- head animators at Disney. And then he got into a kerfuffle with him because he wanted to do something they wouldn't let him do it. So he basically told him to go fuck himself. Went and started his own movie, uh, uh, studio for a while and was killing it, knocking it out of the park. He did American Before Tale. Time. Yes, he did those. Oh, I nailed yeah, it. Yeah, he did that, and he also did uh, the Secret of Nim, which those is are a all really classic. sad. Like they yeah, have, like they've got adult they're, they're not. Yeah, they're very adult and very much darker. I think that's so. like a lot of those cartoons I watched as a kid kind of fucked me up in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know what really fucked me up? What? Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> have you watched that movie I have recently? Not, actually, oh my god, it's it's. I hear it's, it's a slog. It still it still freaks me out. Like I can't watch it. It's truly the revenant of children's movies. <laughs> it's dark at the, to- at the end. The toaster's sitting there. Like the, these characters are like really like. Just like adult, like just like, like mentally ill adults, mm-hmm. like with these really deep existential problems, but yeah. they're personified as these objects. And, and partly because of that movie, I developed an unhealthy empathy for inanimate objects. Like I would feel guilty if nobody was playing with this particular toy, and I'd like would like feel really sad. I if, did that a little bit too. 
Yeah. And I used to do that too. Like whenever I had my I had my GI Joes and I misused them and made them uh, professional wrestling men. Or if there's like a <laughs> like a like a pile of stuffed animals that no that that I never played with or didn't like, I would feel like really guilty. So you're like, uh, like I've neglected I've neglected was, this they're thing. They're stuffed animals though. Yeah, but I, I I saw them as having feelings. You snuggle them at night though. That's whenever you get it in with your. Well, see, that's the thing. Animals. I was I wasn't I wasn't doing that. Oh, you didn't sleep. No, I didn't. See, that's probably the bigger problem. You didn't. You didn't sleep. <laughs> actually, you, I did. You had, you had chronic insomnia. <laughs> I actually did as a child, but I actually that's did too. A, that's a whole other story. You know, I used to watch when I was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You're good. I this to, is the non sequitur show. I, I used to stay up. I couldn't sleep when I was a kid because I had bad anxiety problems, even at that young of an age. Really hardwired into that. We're not going into the why, but anyway, um, I can I can guess in three notes. Name that anxiety. That should be a game show. We should do that. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Well, it's a uh, your your dad was probably a bit of a prick to you, I would imagine. Um, your mom might have been a little bit overprotective, and uh, you probably saw somebody naked that you shouldn't have seen naked early. In none of that. <laughs> none, none, none of the third. <laughs> but the, the first, first two are with me though. <laughs> um, but anyway, I would watch. Uh, it would go back in tw- when I was really young as Benny Hill. Oddly. <laughs> Yeah, I'd pull it up, but you know there was that, and so, then there was I would always watch the last laugh on TBS, which this was when the channel was very new, and we would play all these old shows: Laurel and Hardy, Our Gang. Uh, one of my favorites was the Jack Benny Show, and um, I really got a big appreciation for that. But yeah, I was sleeping was hard. I didn't want to sleep, and then I went through this period where. I got really scared of the end of the world, like the biblical end of the world. And I, and I used to stay up like listening for, this is no bullshit, listening for some angelic trumpet that was going to end the whole thing because I was going to go to hell. Oh, the shofars? Uh, one time you heard it and it was just John's dad in the backyard. Blowing the shofar. <laughs> just, just really, just really hoping for it. <laughs> what are you doing, Doc? I believe. Trying to summon the Lord. I believe that hardcore. Uh, brimstone and fire and brimstone religions for a kid is fucking child abuse. I really think it is because they give you this horrible, awful representation of this thing that's going to happen to you if you're bad, and it's not in a movie. Even with that, and then it, they, it's real, and then they telling, reinforce it with Santa. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah. actually, Santa's the lead into Jesus, really, because you don't really start getting taught about Jesus until you're like five or six. Santa's from day one. Yeah. Santa is like non-religious. Yeah, Santa's so. just like, yeah, this is why we give presents. Then he's like, no, this is why we give presents, motherfucker. And it's if you just, don't believe this, you're going to burn forever. Well, you know, Boomer Bat, Boomer, <laughs> Do Boomer I ever. Christian was the worst. They were. That. I had after-school detention every day. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> it wasn't because I was acting up. It was because like you had to teach yourself. Yeah, they had paces, and you had. To- That's the fucking worst. And it wasn't like I was an idiot. I knew how to read and write and everything before I even went to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. In kindergarten, they had teachers that were trying to teach us that stuff, but I already knew it all. And uh, I did too. I remember that. And but when you got to first grade, they gave you a book and said, "Here, teach yourself." And if you got like two questions wrong on anything, and you had to go up and grade yourself too, then you get after school detention. So I had after school detention like every fucking day. That's fucking stupid. It's insane. I just you know not to if anybody listens to this show that that likes it, but I despise that fucking church. I just think I don't know what it is and what it's like now, but I don't know what it was like whenever I was a kid. It's not really school. changed. I mean, all the women wore the cool lots. Hey, you know, and they were, you know, they what? were a they fucking rocked a, cult. They rocked those cool lots. God, Jesus Christ! My, well, my dad, when he first, you know, 
he was always pretty, you know, very secular mm-hmm. when we were kids. And then after after the divorce, off the deep end, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, what caused that? If you, if you, we don't have to discuss it here. Yeah. I mean. Well, uh, well, okay, we won't get into the exact causation. Basically, okay. the, the divorce. Okay. And yeah, um, and that was a really fucked up situation. He had every right to go crazy because of that, in a way. But at the same time, um, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a healthy marriage. But um, so so that happened. And he was kind of to the point where, well, it's either like I'm going to commit murder or I'm going to go to Jesus, and so well, I guess he, he chose the better. Well, yeah, he did chose but, the. But the church that he went to is a is a pretty common, a pretty popular church here in the valley. For you know, let's say it's a, a fiscally successful church. <laughs> uh, they have a building fund. That is and, the most polite way I've ever heard. And, that um, and he, you know, he stayed very religious to the end of his days. He lightened up and became more. Um, more loosey goosey about it. He yeah. became like a really cool Christian, but he did admit on on near his deathbed that that church is in fact a cult. Of course. Um, so that was coming from the horse's mouth. That, which, uh, as a matter of fact, I did. I don't cult. maybe don't name it by name, but if you could give me because I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, there's 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 some waterfalls near it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've heard like about this that one. hotel restaurant kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking. They're about. not involved with that. With the hotel restaurant. No, I just, no, just, I was, oh, just, I was just dropping hints. They, they, have a, they have a sign that flashes red and blue, and every time I drive by it in the morning, I think I'm getting pulled over. Well, it's not only that, but here's they they have now fused I want to take their, their successful f- fusing of that jingoistic bullshit patriotism and Christianity, which really should not go together. I mean, they 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 are they do not go together. And but to be be, be fair, um, you know. Most of the people I know that go to that still go to that church or went to that church just on a day to day basis, just hanging out with them or mm-hmm. working with them, whatever. They're really sweet people. Of course, people. yes. Oh. Uh, we it's like I've discussed before. Uh, I went up to Golly Bridge to their church, and I love going up there because they, a they're really. We had a whole episode called "Cool Christian Kids" yeah. about that, and I talked about how they were very welcoming. They were open to discussion. They are they literally embrace you. And the pastor is a man that if he was mean. He'd be terrifying. Like him and his brother <laughs> yeah, are, like, are enormous men. They are, and they're really fuck, dudes. and they're strong as fuck. But they're super they're, nice. Yeah, and they're and thank God for religion for that. Like, There's got to be some Samoan in their background, right? I, I don't know, man. They're they're enormous, and and they're the sweetest man, sweetest guys you've ever met in your whole life. They look like all American offensive linemen. They really do, and they look like the guy who the the offensive lineman who was a, a terror, you know, maybe even into the pro ranks who. Became a youth pastor and now, <laughs> and all the kids love him and they pile on him. He's like picking him up. Yeah. You know, like that. He, and they're awesome guys. And they, he invited me up because I was not religious. He said, I would like to understand why you think this way about the church and could you help us? Because he really wanted to bridge the gap and, yeah. and try to help people bring people in who weren't believers, who weren't part of the whole system. Mm-hmm. So I, so I went and I leveled with him and there were some, some people who didn't like that who came to the meetings. One guy, especially was an older guy who really resented it and didn't like me at mm-hmm. first. He actually came up to me later. I was very touched and he was almost crying and hugged me and said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to act that way. I was like, it's okay. You know, do you like mm-hmm. lash out in the middle of the kind of, he, 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 I was saying, because they asked me, he's just like, well, you know, because he didn't understand why I was there, basically. And they asked, and, and, and he didn't even know I was, how I was believed at first. And then as it was revealed to him, he didn't like it. And because one of them asked me, well, from your side, from the agnostic point, why do you think this way? I was like, well, here's what I believe. And I broke it down to him. I said, hypocrisy is the biggest 
you know, yeah. stumbling block for people uh, against church. So your, your book sucks. I don't think I don't I mean, think it, it, it does. But I don't think it's even. I don't think it's even necessarily that. I think it's the fact that we've discussed it before. The church as a as a societal thing has really little to do with the book that you're preaching. It is part of a societal thing where it is a status. It is a it is a thing that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You dress up in your best clothes. You go up there and you pass judgment on everybody that walks in the church. That's what you do at church a lot. Yeah, unless it's a cool church, which exactly. they exist. And they're actually a cool church. I yeah, mean, see, he, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, and he's trying to make it that way. He's just like, we don't believe in that. And I was like, that is awesome. That is such a great thing to hear. But... um <laughs> I got, you know, it's like the whole thing, and, I, and I'm trying not to tie this in because I really don't get take umbrage with it anymore. But um, the whole Trump thing, the Christians embracing Trump, is just that's well, insane. They're, they're that's just completely. getting they're just getting played. Well, that no, no, that's the thing. I, 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 it's a really sick. It's a really sick thing when you really think about it. Because now you have pastors coming on these shows saying that people who oppose Donald Trump, oh, this lady actually said this. I did day, see that, yeah. Said man. that your, your, your grandchildren will be cursed for that, for you standing against Donald Trump. Well, I mean, I, I, I see the same thing, and I hate to play the identity politics tit for tat thing, but I see the same thing with, uh, with Hillary supporters too. It's like they, they've totally been. <laughs> They've totally been duped to think that she's an environmentalist who's yeah, anti-war. Yeah, yeah, feminist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bullshit. And if you don't support Hillary, then you're racist, blah, 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 misogynist. You're all the ists. Yeah. But I think that maybe because I'm, my annals to him is so profound, I really despise that man. Like, I, I, oh. I, would, I would not, say, I would not shed a tear. If he if if harm came to him, I really wouldn't. I remember I felt the same way about W when I was you know. I he, never had that animosity. See, I did. Him, I did, and I don't. Yeah, uh, I remember John super hating on Dubs. Like I was like I was like I, it's like I it's like I don't. I remember telling my dad that we were in books a million. He was like, "Well, why don't you like Bush?" I was like, "I said, Dad, I said." By the way, spot on impersonation of your dad. <laughs> I said, I was like, I was like, Dad, I was like, I, I don't want, like wishing harm or violence on other people, but if he got assassinated today, I'm not sure I'd know how to feel about it. I'd actually be happy. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't feel that way anymore about about anybody. But at the time, I would just, you know, I was infuriated by the whole situation. See, but that's a, that is a far more common thing now with this guy. There are groups of people. I really don't. I don't wish him harm, but I would not be upset. Is is how I put it. I, yeah. I really, I, I'm not like I wish he died. I don't. Yeah. But if it happened, I'd be like, well, you live like a fucking scumbag all of your I'm, fucking days. I'm, Shit's gonna happen to you eventually. I'm yeah. kind of that way with almost everybody that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, no. Oh, well, because if you have empathy for every bad thing that happens to every person, you're just you're gonna have to kill yourself. Because yeah, there's so much. Suff- that was me for the longest. There's so much time. suffering yeah, in the world. You can't. Awful. You know. I do feel bad because the, there's like. Like people that are they're empaths. They- <laughs> you startled him. Startles and James. <laughs> the, 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 there's empaths. That's the, name of the episode right that there. might be it. <laughs> the people that like they they're called empaths and they like feel other people's emotions and pain. Well, you you, you know you know how to tell if you're if you're not an empath. You don't, you don't post on Facebook about about empaths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I. Uh, I do this, and Dutch has witnessed this. When I think about kids, and I'm not going to do it now, but it's just if I get in a certain mindset. And, and the movie Kids with Chloe Sydney. <laughs> no. When I think about kids being hurt or 
scared or hungry, I get really upset and I start crying. You know, I, I really can't stand it because yeah. I imagine my daughter going through that. Sure. And I'm not one of those guys like Brian. Oh, you can't imagine. No, you can, but it's just it's such a, it's, it's the worst thing. And, uh, and yeah, it really bothers me. It drives me to distraction sometimes. Like the whole thing with, that's one of the times that I actually, you know, wish assassination. Is when the whole thing with the kids being separated from their parents, and yeah. I understand it was overblown. I understand. I, I get it. We've been uh, doing it's not. It's not overblown. It's just that we've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And nobody, but, you know, you know what I mean, right? But they reported I, on it exactly. But once I found out, and then I found out that Jeff Sessions is behind it. That's another one I wish would sesh would cack off. You know, he's fucking. He's he's horrid. And you know, who I think's worse than all these people though. Who's that? Cheney. Oh. Chainsaw? He really you is. Think? Yeah, he really Dick is. Dick Cheney or Lawn Cheney? Dick Cheney. <laughs> 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 I, think, yeah. I think he's actually... I think, I think Dick Cheney is among the worst people that have ever Because I think... I think, I think, I think he's Donald had, Rumsfeld or... I think he know. actually has more power and influence than the president ever did. I think he's because of his... Still? Because of his role in... in in the military industrial complex and stuff like that. Like, he's, yeah, I like the fact that he was... He's more powerful. Here, than here's, here's what kills me about that whole thing is that the Republicans... Have the worst record when it comes to vets and all that stuff, but because they get on TV, damn, is that okay. uh, just uh, put take push the uh, on the cable? There okay. it is. But because they get on TV and they've duped that idiot kid Rock into getting there, and th- this kind of patriotism with him, where he's shooting red, white, and blue fireworks out of his asshole, you know they, that's what they think they should be. You have to admit that's impressive, though. It is. <laughs> he can do it while playing the organ, the guitar, the bass, <laughs> rapping. I'm not saying the guy is not in talented. I'm saying I despise him as a fucking human being. But I would say he's not talented. I mean, he can. I would, I would I'd say, say he's I'd, talented. I'd say he's reasonably talented. I mean, he can play multiple things. Yeah, he, yeah. He can play. He's a jack of all trades, master of none. I he like almost learn. nothing that he's ever done. But, but when you take all those skills, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you take all those skills, being so good at the guitar and the organ, all the stuff that he can do, and what what comes out of that, it, the, the culmination of that is ball with the ball. Yeah. I don't, think that, I don't call that talent. <laughs> well, and, he, and he's one of those assholes that, you know, like he, he went up and he flipped off his principal when he was getting his, his diploma. He is the epitome of that asshole American fucking way of thinking. I don't need no learning. I'm a tough fucking American. You know guy. what I did is, whenever I got my diploma? What's that? Um, my, my, uh, principal, I guess he was the vice principal. He was a, a wrestling fan, and we did the NWO thing to each other. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's right. We too sweet at each other. That's awesome. God, I wish I'd done something. Like that. Um, but no, I'm saying that the, he is. That is the the personification of this new hard edge, shitty, uninformed, really fucking stupid patriotism that has no basis in anything. And that's, you know, you can tell. A person by that. How do you feel about Kid Rock? Oh man, he's for America. I love him. Fuck you. Don't be around me. I don't like you. you know, so. <laughs> How do you feel about Toby Keith? <laughs> I hate. I hate Kid Rock in a uh, in an artistic way and probably on a uh, in a personal way. I don't know him personally. I bet but, he'd be a blast to hang out with. I haven't actually listened. Yeah, I probably had to admit that. <laughs> I haven't actually listened to him like. You know, make arguments and cases for whatever his positions are. You know, I've not, not economics. Actually he's actually he's actually done a lot for Detroit, and I, would, I admire him for that. Yeah, so. see, I'm just saying, uh, definitely not playing devil's advocate as much as I fucking hate the guy too. Yeah. But I haven't actually heard what his actual politics are. He gets other than he gets sponsorships for his tours, and uh, he keeps his tickets for every seat. It's twenty bucks. Yeah, and for the people that want to see that type of thing, 
That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, there's there are a lot of admirable things about him. Sure, but I, it's what he represents that I don't like. I, I, again, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't like that jingoistic nonsense bullshit. Yeah, I, can't stand I, it. I want to punch him in the face. Would yeah. you go to a Kid Rock concert? No, no. What about the sweet vads that might be hanging out there? All, Not all of them are probably good to go. I mean, but what happens after that? Oh, there's Didn't chlamydia. Have, there's all the stuff. You have to have a conversation with them. You got to call everybody that you <laughs> yeah with before because it, it's it'd retroactive. Be like, it'd be like Jermaine hooking up with that Australian girl. Oh, yeah. So you, I'd wake up and there'd I mean, be a giant American I mean, what, flag on the bed. And so it's like, around. I mean, what's your pickup line? Are you going to be like, so do you like Limp Biscuit too? Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. So much in common. <laughs> Let's get into this. <laughs> I don't like Limp Biscuit. Um, but there was that in that whole wave of people that came at corn, uh, Limp Biscuit, the Deftones. I like the Deftones. Deftones are great. Well, they're, I, I they're, not they're, the same, they're not on the same category. But they came along the they, same time. They got they, lumped in, just like how Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Soundgarden and all them got lumped into grunge. They're, they're forever tied just because they came out at the same time mm-hmm. and were happened to be from the same area. And there was they a little, with them too. little bit of a hip hop. They did tour together. Yeah. No, Deftones are not in the same category in my brain, but I understand what you're saying. But in they terms got of lumped the, in the lumped timing, into, yeah, and stylistic. And they went on the same tours, yeah, with them. But the thing about it is, is that you could really tell uh, an actual music fan because when the Deftones played, a lot of the Limp Bizkit and whoever fans would be like, oh, "I don't like this as much," you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is far better than that bullshit you listen to, you know. Although Corn, when I like Corn when they first came, I out. like some of the stuff. Uh, Limp, I like some of the Limp Bizkit stuff, but like, the Faith cover is fucking great. I don't care what anybody says. I, like, I really like that. So. Um, there was some stuff on their first album that $3 was pretty deal. okay. It was pretty good. I mean, not not it's not my type of music, mm-hmm. but it's not. Terrible to listen to, but up uh, when I'm working out, I put it on the '90s alternative station on mm-hmm. Amazon, and the only fucking Limp Biscuit song that ever comes on is "Break Stuff," and I just don't want to ever hear that song. Yeah, it's awful. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's just bravado, and and I'm all about bravado, but we're, if I'm cutting a pro wrestling promo, yeah. or if I'm a cage fighter, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm studying to be a cage fighter. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the the song is so dumb, and it's like it's teaching you. It's basically saying whenever things aren't going great, just just fuck everything up, just well, make they, it worse. This is make things well, it's worse. Like when that dumb fuck did when they did it, fucking Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock, and he just incited a riot. That's what that fucking moron did. It's like how is he not in jail right now? It's fucking awful, you know. <laughs> just break something, hit a you know, fuck these cops. I was just like, uh. <laughs> They should have never done Woodstock. They should have no. done Woodstock '94, which it was. I, mean, I had the, the double tape of Woodstock '94. I remember that it had the the guitar with the bird on it. Yeah, I had the double tape of that. It was pretty decent. It had porno for pyros on it. I like them. I like them too. I wish we could play Pets right now. Great song. It is great, but we can't because there's no internet. The internet is still down. Still down. Neat. Going on two hours now. That's so neat. This is burped right into the microphone. Um. Yeah, Deftones, they definitely got lumped into them, in with them, but I, the, multiple songs of theirs are. POD. Uh, <laughs> did you have to mention POD? We, we had a pact. We are, we are. <laughs> you know what? That song isn't bad. Actually, the youth of a I used to say oh. pro masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> that well, song let, actually isn't let's bad. Let's think of all the groups that, that arose from that. Uh, POD POD There was Lincoln Park Which sucks a big fat one They're terrible Never liked anything They're they terrible did. 
They have one good song I like. It's that uh, it's got the eight bit music at the beginning. Da da da. I have done. It's a good song. I, I'm, I'd know. I'd know it if I heard it. But that was a departure. Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs down. Fart noise. Yeah. Um. Even though I do like the song Scars, I'm sorry. It's a good song. Um. I don't know. I know I've heard it, but I just can't. That's actually when they became a departure from from that original sound. They actually became just a little bit more of a rock band. It wasn't so bro rock, you know. We now we did we did we create this that what we call it uh, butt rock butt rock. Did we make that up? I, I'm not sure. No, I've heard that a lot of other Damn places. It. Yeah, I thought we might have been on the on the cusp. Butt yeah. rock. There's uh, butt rock and cock rock. Bro rock. Bro rock. I can handle. <laughs> But Bro Rock is like Fuel. Uh, yeah, Fuel had some good tunes. Trapped. Trapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, crossfade. <laughs> uh, looking back at me. Is that Ethan Hawk? <laughs> Why is that guy just standing around with the hat singing with the big rings? Uh, in the way that... See, with the Bro... I, with, See, I consider them butt rock because it's so earnest. Mm-hmm. Like they're so earnest, and they and and what they're delivering, <laughs> and it's absolutely dog just shit. surface level emotional. <laughs> go, there's no depth. There's no subtlety. Subtle. No. They're, yeah. They're they're not being clever with their lyrics. There's no. And you know, I'm not saying I'm clever or anything, but I am the greatest songwriter of all time. Well, music doesn't have to be clever if it's cool. Yeah, if it's good. Yeah, you know? but th- that stuff just doesn't sound. It's cool. neither clever nor cool. Doesn't sound cool to me. It's it's cookie cutter. It's it just it's a product. Yeah, it's, I hate to be that guy, man. It's it's just product, man. I get sick of hearing that. I don't even say it anymore. I'm like, well, you know, they're obviously producing something, and we've had this d- discussion before. There are some pop songs that are just good fucking songs. Since you've been gone, by Kelly Clarkson, is one of the best pop TGIF, songs. TGIF by Kate, Katy Perry. It's fucking great. I don't know that I've ever even heard it. Uh, Kenny G has a part in it. Word. He plays the horn uh, in the video. Hanson is playing <laughs> is playing her backup. That's awesome. It's fucking Hanson's good. Hanson was Hansen's, very underrated. They they were just children. Well, see, that's the thing. There's so much. I didn't notice this until I was older, and I was a party to this too. There is so much resentment and jealousy uh, about everything that you know the fact that those kids could play instruments better and were better looking than any of us really contributed to that Hanson disposition. You know what I mean? It's like I, I think that's a word. I think but, probably a lot of what it was is. Whenever they came out, I was sixteen, and and those kids, the oldest one was probably sixteen. Yeah, and the rest of them were twelve you, and eleven or something. You're probably a little younger than that because I rem- I have actually have some pretty like like scar pretty big scars for, because of Hanson. Because you and because Will. we look we looked a lot like them. We really did. Yeah, and so we got called Hanson. Hey, Hanson. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like I guess I'm just gonna umbop my way over to the cafeteria here and get some of these. Did you own it though? We're just like fuck it because I know Will learned to play the song and he would play it while Loser was playing. I just I mean awesome. I just handled it the way I handled everything. It was just just to not interact, just not not I to c- respond. Well, the best yeah, well the best thing yeah you're right. Either don't respond or. There's really no set way to handle that. Well, I mean, it's there. There's a there's a way to handle it. Um, it's like being a, being a fat guy. You beat the shit out of the yeah. Well, lean, no, lean in, you, you lean can, into it. No, you uh, you uh, you make the joke before anybody else can, and that way they can't make the jokes anymore. And they actually and they that. actually kind of admire you for that. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a, it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. My defense mechanism was I'm going to try to scare everyone. You are quite frightening. Effective sometimes, not effective others. Like it was, I I had the hair and wore combat boots and, you know, and I was trying to be, I was just unaware of who I was. You know, you you were who you thought Henry Rollins would want you to be. Basically, yes, I was. I mean, Henry Rollins was, it's weird because he's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. He's like this thoughtful, nice guy. Have you ever watched, uh, this is a very meandering show. It's what Uh, we're doing. uh, But I love it. Uh, uh, Have you ever watched, uh, one of my favorite things was he did a spoken word. And I like his spoken word. It called "You Saw Me Up There." And it was really good. Like it's funny, and it was, um, uh, you know, he talked about homophobia and all this stuff, and you know, he, had, he told great stories. You know, a lot of people. There are some people out there. I can't stand Rollins. He's a pretentious cunt. And like, well, yes, he is in 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 large part. He is, but he's also a cool guy. He is very thoughtful. He's very nice. If he, you have any doubts as to the type of guy is, listen to one Joe Rogan. Three hours. You can't hide who you are if you're going to be on something for right. three hours. He's I extremely know. intelligent. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, he's a very good wickedly dude. intelligent. And he works hard in the gym without steroids. Like, he was, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I think he said he slacked off because he's so fucking old now. Yeah. Well, of course, <laughs> it's going to start piling up. He says Tuesdays is music night. I go to my apartment, I turn on my $16,000 speakers on my $12,000 turntable and I find some music that I've never heard before cuz he just goes around the world buying records. Idea, yeah. Goes around the world buying records and puts it on, sits back in the middle of his music room in his apartment and just gets washed in it. And that's pretentious as fuck, but I would love to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think that's pretension so much as it's like I used to do uh, All right, when I went through my divorce and I was going through this thing where I'm going to be, here's what I do every time that I, I get spurned or feel bad about myself. I'm going to be the best person I can possibly be. I hit the gym really hard. I learn everything I can find. Personal growth spurt. Yes. And it works. It works yeah. extremely well. I went through the, the thing where I'm going to learn everything I want to learn. So go to the library, get three books. If I felt, felt like I knew enough about the subject to be versed on it, don't get another three books. But then I, I still do that too. But, now it's I'm happy finally, so it's like it's weird. I, I'm settling back into what how I was when I was depressed. Only now I'm happy, and I'm okay. Isn't it weird with that it. you do the same thing because <laughs> yes, yeah. I do the same things too. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever I'm de- whenever I'm depressed, like after I got laid off from my last job when I was depressed, I uh, I got the WWE Network and started watching old wrestling mm-hmm. from when I was a kid. And now that I'm happy, I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like I actually missed that about myself that uh, last night though, because I went. And I worked. I worked this one furnace, and you know, you, you different furnace rooms. So I, there's a bunch of books there. They have a, basically a, li- a small library sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I looked down, and somebody had brought in the rise and fall of the Zulu Nation. I was like, that's a fucking weighty subject. <laughs> I picked it up. I was like, this is really interesting. And I w- and I went on record saying I would really like to figure out whose book this is because I need to engage them in a conversation. It's probably somebody left it there in the '60s. It's, maybe, but it it just looked very interesting. And you know, and I thought, well, I should, I really should go back to, uh. The Fountainhead. God, Ayn Rand. She, I'm glad she's dead. Um, <laughs> and you call yourself a libertarian. I just think she was an evil bitch. She I, might have been. I, I, have I, no don't, I don't think the libertarian has anything to do with it, just being a cunt. That's that's just people that escape communism, they usually always go that way. That's fair. Um, but I, I started thinking, well, I need to. I actually never finished 
the last book of the uh, Barbara Tuckman three book series, the Zimmerman Telegram. I never finished it. I never actually started it because I read the Guns of August. <laughs> never started. So there's no well, way I, I, I read it. I read bits and pieces of it, and I liked it. But I read the Guns of August. I was listening to. I never finished the Blueprint Farmageddon podcast. It's so huge. Oh yeah, so, I listened I, to a five hour Dan Carlin this week about Japan. Yeah, he's brilliant, dude. I oh, gotta God. love the guy. He talks like this, and he tells the stories. Yeah, and he, in, in a way, that in an open car. <laughs> he's always in an open car. <laughs> he's talking about uh, Archduke Ferdinand getting shot, and that was that's the most brilliant. Uh, beginning to that, that blueprint farm, Annie, my whole family, we were, we were sitting in traffic and we were listening to music and we couldn't, we couldn't decide what it is. So how, here's what I'm going to do. I turned on Dan Carr and even mom, I was getting right. No, nobody likes this. She's like, no, I'm listening to this. You know, and everybody's just sitting there. Have you tried the Mongol one? Yes, I did. I, 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 I got stuck on. It's like, I want to finish three, five hour episodes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to finish Blueprint Farm again. I'm actually going to take my speaker. I'm actually going to buy some AirPods as soon as I get my paycheck and I'm going to take it to work with me. I'm going to listen to all those Dan Carlins. I've got eight hours to kill, you know, and that's exactly what I do. <laughs> We're all, all podcasts all the time because I'm driving so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's so much better than music because with music, you know what's coming, so you can kind of drift. Right. And it'll make you go to sleep sometimes. It will. I mean, but with podcasts, there's a whole new thing coming every second that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to do that and finish the, 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 all the World War One books I've read, you know, uh, and reread them. I actually, uh, now it can't be told. I want to read that again because Philip Gibbs, my God, is one of the best books I've ever read, like in, in any genre. But then I was like, well, I was talking to, uh, somebody about uh, Game of Thrones, and with it, there's this thing where she wanted me to go and get on Harry Potter and find out which which Harry Potter house or whatever I was, and I did it. And I, but I've been on the Game of Thrones one where you figure out which house you're from, you know, like you know those uh, those things are were set up by the Russians to gather our information. Is it really? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. There's uh, there's they can have quizzes. all the infor- uh, information they want about me, but um, dick size. <laughs> Slightly above average. <laughs> Asshole size. <laughs> Way above average. Meatus <laughs> size. Pop can. Think pop can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I was, I was like, well, and then I started thinking, well, I don't want to read Game of Thrones again because I've read the first Game of Thrones. Even though book. you do, kind of? <laughs> well, yeah, I do, but I've read that book so many times. Like, I, it's hard to even get through the first. You've been reading it for like 25 years. Yeah. I, I've read the, the first book and even the second book. I read Clash of Kings so often that I can't even get through the, fir- the prologue. I'm like, oh. And I'm, and I'm a completist, so I can't just skip ahead and read. I'll read different parts if I want to read it because I like it. But then I was like, well, let me see. I'll just read A Night of the Seven Kingdoms again. And that's The Adventures of Duncan Egg. And I started reading it again, and I finished the entire first novella at work. I'm just like, I love this, you know, flipping through. It's very comforting, and I like that. But I'm going to have to break out of that because I, st- you know, I'm still I'm 41. And there's still things I want to do and c- accomplish and all that stuff. I really have to buckle down and do it. It's just, man, when you're happy, it's hard to do that. You know, it's like, well, it's, it's I want to like, I want to enjoy the happiness. It's like me and in, in songwriting too. It's like. You know, I recently picked the guitar back up and started. And if, if I'm piddling around with an instrument, piano, guitar, whatever it is, if I'm just taking the time to put time into goofing with it, I'm going to write songs because it's just what I do. I don't pick up a guitar because I want to. I don't noodle because yeah. I want to play that. Learn how to play this song or increase my chops. I pick it up because I I like to 
let my mind wander and let my imagination work and come up with something. It's just, That's really cool. And so I'm, it's really, I'm still able to write songs. I've written a few recently, but I just don't have the this hunger. This is exciting mm-hmm. for me. I don't have the hunger. You know, I don't have that void in my life that I need to make this music so that I can f- feel gratified because I'm, co- I'm already content. Right. So I'm, I don't have anybody to impress. I'm not trying to get girls. I had three people ask me last night if you were writing songs again yet. That's awesome. I'm writing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing songs. I don't know if I'm gonna. That's really awesome. I don't actually. know if I'm gonna put my ass into recording them. But I, that's what I told him. It's like I think he started again, but I don't know that you'll ever hear them. So, well, I mean, it's like, the, but the whole like process of recording and stuff like that—that's a whole other worldhood where I can. I mean, I get into it and I spend a lot of time doing it, mm-hmm. and um, I'm good at it. But um, it just it it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of my energy. So another one of the it reasons. It is. I mean, I didn't get into it as heavily as you did, but I remember recording uh, uh, Greater Fool with you, and it was exhausting every every day. Every day afterwards, when I got home, it was straight to bed. It'd be like nine o'clock. Yeah, it's like with uh, with writing when I would really. Uh, I almost had to do the thing where I was only writing a page a day because I would I would sit there and. It's it's an odd thing, and I've heard so many writers talk about this, and this is not me emulating them. This is just something that I've realized after coming out of it, is I would sit there and write, and it would carry me. Boom, boom, boom. I'm just cranking it out. you know. Yeah. I'm not even real thinking, and I'm flying over the keyboard. The next thing you know, I'm just like, it's three hours later. I'm fucking exhausted. Even all I've done is sit there. Yep. And then I here's the oddest thing. I don't know if this happens in music. And I, I really think it was awesome if I did. I go back and read it and don't remember writing some of what I wrote. Um, it's a very, very eerie. But feeling. yeah, I think writing literary writing is different from music. You can be a lot more stream of conscious with that than with songs because you're doing something with with the guitar or whatever you're playing on, mm-hmm. and what you're singing. The lyrics has to fit with what you're doing, sort of. It doesn't have to, but the way I do it, I kind of want it to. That's him. That's that's old John Morgan. That's the reason I picked Fortress is because we're on Pillow Fort Radio. That's the name of the song. It's also probably one of the stronger tracks. It's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, Yeah, he didn't fuck around when he did this. Actually, I did. This is the the laziest thing I've ever done. It's my favorite one by far. These these are all first takes. I didn't clean anything. I mean, this is the sloppiest, but it turned out good. You remember a guy named Charlie Bracken? You remember him? The name is familiar. He was a little bit older. He's, I think, a little bit even older, my oldest brother. And he was a classical guitar player. And the stuff I heard when he was young, he was tremendous. And... I think all of us sitting here are cut from that same cloth. I think we're we don't quite fit in most of the time. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and you know, and that's a good thing because I think that we have m- m- something more poignant to say. So I don't know. There, there was but, a kind of or maybe to be kind of a renaissance. There was something in the water or something when we you know when we were born. There's a lot of really smart, creative people that came out of this valley, this region. Yeah, I know. Within a within a time period, and maybe they. They still are, but I don't know any of them. But it seems like there was just like a, a sort of a renaissance of creative people all born around the same time that are just like outside the bell curve for such a small 
underpopulated area. I never even had noticed it like that, but you're absolutely correct. I mean, I can list them off, but there's there's a lot there's of There's you, there's your brother, there's Bradley, there's Dutch, M- there's... Mac Kaiser. Mac Kaiser. Well, I don't know about that. Uh... <laughs> I got a, I got a. He doesn't listen, so I got a friend request from his wife. Marianne. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. I was like, "Who is this?" And then I saw a picture with Matt. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, I'll, you know. Um, there's my brother. Summers Summersville had a bunch. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think that might be though? I think we were the tail end of a a, a really great time. That it was before this whole. Uh, destroy and I'm not one of these people all millennials oh, fuck you with that I hate that shit yeah. that's the laziest fucking thing to do now we're not millennials we're xenials well, but I'm saying that, that that's, they just attack them and say eat a Tide Pod just like you know this is the culmination of the bullshit that you that, that you all know, nobody you actually know. did that though right well, I know but I'm that's saying that, that all these stupid assholes you know and it's invariably the same asshole who puts it up it's usually some fuck fucking name idiot. names fuck them let's get them no you know they, they think that by the sweat of their brow they are more entitled to say something to, about anybody else because you know what I mean and they and they are usually not very intelligent and they're you know but think they're intelligent and then they they think these kids are soft whatever so they're going to say something about them and they always post little memes here's one millennial thing <laughs> go fuck yourself that's the most horrible thing but well and, and the generation before the boomers did the same thing to the boomers yes exactly I mean, I mean that's a, as generational as anything but they can't see that and uh, but I'm saying that we were the tail end of something before the advent of the cell phone and all that stuff when we still had to rely on, you know, you know, basically a, a mishmash of stuff that we liked and could create stuff out of it. You we know had I mean? we had access to very little content. Exactly. So we, had to pull, we had to pull anything. Our creative, own creativity. Had to come yeah. from our guts. Well, one thing is we started seeing people on TV, like the musicians and <laughs> stuff that looked that dressed the way we did. It was no longer in spikes and fucking leather. And I was going to put something up on Facebook the other day. I said, I still like I dress like I'm one of the members of Helmet. Because <laughs> I really do. I do. I dress Jeans, like, t-shirt, hat, pulled down. I, you know? I dress exactly like I did when I was a kid. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe that's why I'm not Fuck getting it, That's what I like. Fuck Whatever. I'm comfort comps, man. Got to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Comfort comps. <laughs> yeah. What if I need to throw a head kick? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at these. You think it's anyone sticking with a head kick with these bad boys? <laughs> <laughs> As if the pants have anything to do with your kicking power. They were red, white, and blue. They were flag pants. Uh, but I think that has a lot to do with why, um, why the uh, we had a little bit of a creative revolution whenever we were kids around mm-hmm. here. It's because we started seeing people that just looked like dirt bags, just like we were, and also we were our parents were hippies. A well, lot of them. Well, I think that there's a, a, one one important variable is is the depression anxiety thing. Yes, we were all men, uh, mentally ill. I mean, uh, they, yeah, they, me put, they yeah they put me on Zoloft when I was sixteen. Yeah, I was I was in the th- they they forced me to go th- to a therapist when I was nine. I went when I was I was around that age. I was nine or ten. And, and but and it's partly because of, you know this depression is big in West Virginia. You grow up in these valleys. The sun goes down at fucking five. You're not getting enough daylight. All the food we're getting is garbage. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's this no sucks. It's no joke. You know, we we're, we're you know, and so you know, I think that that's a big element too. Is is because you don't nothing great comes without suffering. Well, and if you notice, uh, I like West Virginia because it is has that edge to it. It, it is a depressing place sometimes. And all oh, that stuff, yeah. but it's like, have you ever? One, I get horrified when I think about, and I and I. 
lived in it for a while. In Ohio, you have these prefab homes and everybody's, you know, it is the most soul sucking. Oh, we have that here. Wrenching. I'm just going to go ahead and can, can we take when we take umbrage? That's what I'm going to take umbrage with. Yeah, uh, it's just we have Ohio. Yeah, it's pretty well. Fuck Southern Ohio. Ohio is awesome. Well, yeah, that's still Apple. That's not Ohio. That's Kentucky. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really beautiful. They're close enough to us that that, that I'm. When you go through that uh, that path from Fraser's Bottom into getting into Ohio, mm-hmm. this one of the most beautiful. Well, that's, that's oh, Route Thirty Five. Yes, you're still you're still fucking in, Fury Road, it's, man. It's people, gorgeous, man. People fucking go a thousand miles yeah, an hour on you're that. You're still road. you're still an you're an honorary West Virginian if you live still in if you live in Portsmouth. You're West Virginian. Or Athens. South Point. Yeah. Maybe Athens. Um, yeah, Athens. Galpolis. Galpolis, yeah. Um, I, I just... Because that Ohio River is ours, baby. It's named <laughs> after you, but it belongs to us. Yeah, that's true. We'll fight you over, motherfucker. <laughs> we don't give a shit. Um, yeah. We're going to get this work. Ravenswood is a town like that. Ravenswood is tremendous. It's really pretty. Ripley's kind of like it. Ravenswood more so, though. Yeah. Um, but that's just enough... But then you have a town like I'm trying to think of the town that I I had to live in for a while, Bellevue, and the town that I left to come back here, um, is one of the worst places I've ever been. And it was a nice town, like it had businesses and all this stuff. But I've never seen a, a group of a, a, a more group of arrogant, uneducated, uh, soulless cruel people in all of my fucking days would do not give a fuck if their best friend gets hurt that's basically they are the epitome of republican thinking fuck them i'm sorry that happened to them but fuck them things are tough all over that's a big saying up there things are tough all over go fuck yourself that's your friend fucking help them help you know something happens here man we remember we, the derecho yes and the big floods a couple of, we fucking were, rally to each other's defense people coming out of their houses with chainsaws cutting trees out of the road before the state road could even get anywhere near it exactly people pulling people that. out of cart my brother during that fucking uh flood waded through chest deep water to pull somebody out of a car in belva that's awesome and i was like you probably have hepatitis so have fun <laughs> with that <laughs> Yeah, because flood water is nasty. Yeah, it really is. But um, yeah, like my brother's an asshole, but he did that. Like I don't know that I would have done that. I probably would have. I don't know. Yeah, you would have. But <laughs> he waded through chest deep water and pulled a lady and an old lady out of a fucking car. And um, yeah, we people here don't wait around for the government to do anything. Right. I, I saved. Well, your, we, we, I actually saved your brother's life one time. In the ocean. He didn't kill him. He got caught in a riptide, and I swam out and pulled his ass in. It was just, he was just like he was sitting there treading water. I had to pull his ass in. He never thanked me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I would have been fine. I was like, no. I'm, just, I'm a very strong you, swimmer. You're going to die. He actually kind of is. But <laughs> He's very buoyant. But, but he was. It's like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Bradley. He didn't get excited about the whole thing. <laughs> No, exactly. It's like we we had to we had to hike three miles back because that's how far the, the rib tide took us. Yeah, I can tell you. Uh, I can tell you one time that I saw him very excited. Strip club, strip club. <laughs> that's when he had some booze in him, though. Yeah, I've, I've never, never been I've around never him to drink. So he we were drinking whiskey before we even went. Oh, we we always had a blast when we drink with with Bradley. With Bradley, but he he just kind of after that actually after that. After Matt's thing, he got real drunk and embarrassed himself, or he felt like he was. Oh, he we it was we, amazing. We, we didn't embarrass himself. That. No, but he felt that way, and so pretty much from that point on, he he, he wouldn't he didn't want to party anymore. You remember what I, what I was like when I was drunk? 
I've only been around a, a couple times when you were drunk. Well, you seemed like? fine. You seemed we we went to my computer room and and watched listen to listen to Weezer for yeah, watch Weezer eight videos. Fucking hours. <laughs> That's when I broke up with my wife, and we I didn't know where else to go. We basically did uh, a fun employment files there in my computer. We room. really fucking that's <laughs> really yeah. It was dude. Have you heard this, dude? It was, yeah, it was, it was really that was a really did. cool night. But it was you know because I was going through my divorce then too. I remember because I I saw you down at the bar and I was just like, dude, I I don't want to. It's gonna sound weird, but I I don't I can't be by myself or something's gonna happen. You know? Yeah, I was uh, I think I had a Friday off, so it was Thursday night, and I went and and got had some beers. I didn't get drunk at the bar, but I bought beer on the way home, and <laughs> we got drunk here. I was shitty at the bar and here, <laughs> but um, no, I, I sometimes not that I'm ever gonna give up my sobriety. I'm not gonna do that, but there are times that I remember, and this is no bullshit. I would go over to Benny's and we'd have a bunch of fraternity guys sit around. You know, we're all sitting around, they're talking and stuff. I would have a couple of drinks and I've got an entire table of people listening to me tell a story. That is a Keenan thing. We're able to do that. I miss that. I like, you know, when you, you do that every week now into a microphone, not as well. <laughs> like, I think you do it pretty if I, well. If I had a few beers, it would be, I was a very fun person to be around at first when I was drinking. But when it got bad, I got, it, it went really south. So, um, did it go George South? I'd say it went. Just looking at the lights. <laughs> I'd, I'd say it went. Uh, <laughs> fuck. That's improv, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys want to do favorite things? Sure. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens. still out. Well, okay, so I can play another selection from John's heralded album. What's the name of the album? Sing. 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 That's a really good title. Well, that, that's just the third one. I, I put out three. I really need in, to get that. In three years, I put out three albums. Even in this dark Another one of my favorites. The walls that's something I was always wish I was able to do is play music. Yeah. I just don't have the acumen. I was just not, not made that way. So. This one has one of my favorite parts, because isn't this the one where in the middle of it you do a whole bunch of sort of um, and chanting, like... Oh. The, the whole end of it is just like it's just like me like just really sloppy R&B yeah. screamy R&B singing yeah sort of like but American. for some reason it works it really worked on it's this it's nothing I've ever done on I've never been that kind of singer but I just I just did it when you're alone and, and just fucking around when I was loose. alone I was like actually that sounds pretty cool I'm gonna leave it because you, you had me do some of that when we recorded yeah just and, get out of your comfort zone and do things with your voice that you're just put your, just put your ass into it and don't care about what it sounds like and if you filter that sometimes it you just cool. cut out the bad part or yeah. sometimes leave the bad parts in. actually here it is actually this whole album this is great it really is and there's whistling there's a whistling melody there's like four or five melodies going on it sounds like it's something that would be in a yeah, like in a, a Wes Anderson movie yeah yeah why the fuck won't he pick me up and put me on one of his goddamn... All it takes is Wes Anderson to put one of my songs on one of his movies. I'll be fine. <laughs> I like your movies, man. <laughs> Help me out. I'm a big fan. Tit for tat, motherfucker. Yeah, but those people get so caught up in even stuff that are lower level. Like, I sent Ken Levine uh, my ideas for... He's the guy behind Bioshock. Yeah. And I sent him my ideas for... Um, a Bioshock game set in Appalachia, which is... They were really good ideas. With like an... Uh, uh, Didn't they do it now? I don't know if they did it, 
who's seven? Who's that's Fallout? Fallout. I mean, yeah. somebody saw that. Well, of course, that had to be in in the works for four years before. It- of course, but I'm saying that mine was based in a. Uh, it was going to be based in a based on the coal mine towns. That was going to be in a subterranean city where they mine coal and the people use the stuff that they got from Bioshock to turn them into like the little sisters were going to be called canaries and wearing they oh. w- would wear a canary on the front of their shirt because oh, nice. they were able to figure stuff out and their, their eyes light stuff and then the big the big daddies were going to be like mining, mining equipment but it was a whole drug thing because the entire populace had become addicted to it because that's the only way they could get through living in such a terrible existence it's a really great fucking idea the villain was actually no bullshit going to be based on uh, Tom Blankenship it was a really really good idea and I sent him all kinds of literature and all kinds stuff never even looked at him because he's busy you know he's a he's a busy might have looked at it or somebody probably looked it's just they have predetermined like it's who you know but it's like with margaret weiss i've sent margaret weiss so many tweets and she always replies she always you know and i'm not saying margaret weiss isn't an accomplished writer or anything but But she's not as big probably not getting as many things as uh, the guy that makes the bioshock games Actually, about now she probably is. The Bioshock games are a little far behind us now. But if you want to be really creeped out and see something that's kind of Bioshock, look at a uh, game trailer when you can called We Happy Few. And it's set in an England where everybody's fucked up on drugs. And it's psychedelic and trippy as fuck. And you're sp- you have to take the drug or you're going to be a downer and they'll kill you. It's just... It- there's some really cool shit coming out along that along those lines, you know. So anyway, favorite things. What are we doing here? What we got? I was just gonna say, uh, reading uh, Night of the Seven Kingdoms: The Adventures of Duncan Egg again. Um, I read the first one, which is called The Hedge Knight, and it's about a guy who they mentioned in the show all the, uh, quite a few times, Sir Duncan the Tall, and he was a hedge knight, which is a knight that is knighted by another knight, and. They're seen that they're looked down upon by like a landed knight, you know, gentry basically. And the beginning of the, of the story is him burying this guy named Sir Arlen of Pennytree. And he takes his armor and he, you know, he's going to enter a tournament. And what I love best about it is not only how great it is, it's one of the best stories I've ever written. I think they stole it for a knight's tale, to be quite honest. It is extremely similar. And, and, you know, Knight's Tale is a good movie. I like it. I like the, Is that the. Uh, Heath Ledger. Okay. I like that movie. With the rock soundtrack? Yes. And. <laughs> I got a pee I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to go piss out of my big old dick. <laughs> can, can we um, can we get some pigs? Pee-pee pigs? The old squats. Um, but anyway, I don't know if you've read Game of Thrones, seen the show, whatever. I'm into the show. Okay. Never read the books. Well, here's the coolest thing about it. They mention all kinds of history from 100 years before. And this is that history. So you get to see the Baratheon brothers, Stannis, Renly, and Robert. You get to see their great-grandfather in this tournament. He's called the Laughing Storm. His name's Lionel Baratheon. He's a fucking monster. And he's like this. But he's not like Robert. He didn't really have a hard edge. He's just They call him the Laughing Storm because when he's in, when he's in battle, he just laughs because he loves doing it so much. Mm-hmm. And he'll ride a motherfucker down and help him back up and slap him on the head. You know, he's like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to see the, the Targaryen dynasty. You get to see where it actually went down. And it was what had happened was uh, Egg, Aegon, who... Master Amon, I know, bear with me, this is a lot of stuff. But Master Amon, the, the old guy from the wall who died, the wall, and, said, yeah. and said, Egg, I, I had a terrible dream. I, I, I was an old man. He's talking to Aegon. Aegon yeah. the Unlikely. 
because he was like fourth in line of succession. But what happened was there was this trial of seven. Duncan the Tall went to this tournament. One of his tar- uh, 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 the name of the prince who he was beating this woman. This puppeteer broke her fingers. Arian Brightflame was his name. A jerk off, you know, just one of the worst. A nut Targaryen, and Sir Duncan Tall saw him doing it. Comes in, punches him, lays him out, and then kicks him. So there, there's like, well, it's either death or we understand what was going on, so we can't, we're not going to kill you, but you're going to lose the hand or the foot. And he's just like, well, what can I do? So there's this guy named Baylor Breakspear. He is the heir to the Targaryen throne. He's a, he is a Targaryen. He's a really great guy. Everybody loves him. And he comes up with this idea. He's like, here's what we're going to do. You're going to have a trial by seven. You get six other men, and you get into this big melee with six of his men. And whoever wins, the gods have smiled on. You know, it's an old trial by combat shit. Right. And the people he gets, he gets uh, – I love the way Martin does things because he does a lot of clever things that make you – Kind of chuckle in the middle. There's two guys who are jousting in this early. They're both named Humphrey. So the, the commons start calling the Battle of Humphrey because it's a really good fucking fight. And the and the commons are cheering them on. And they're both really gallant. And they both, you know, it's really and it's awesome. But then, like I was telling him, you know, he gets uh, the Baratheon brothers, Stannis, Renly, and Robert. Their great grandfather, Lionel Baratheon, called the Laughing Storm, who's a huge fucking man. He gets him to fight with him. He gets. Uh, he, he gets and Baylor Breakspear actually steps in and, and fights with him because he's just like this was a terrible thing he's done I'm going to make this right but what happens is the worst part of that happens is is Baylor Breakspear gets hit in this melee and when he takes his helmet off his skull was gone half his skull was gone and the person who hit him was Maker Maker Targaryen who was Aegon and Aemon's dad hmm. so you get to see the destruction of the Targaryen dynasty because Baylor Breakspear would have brought the Targaryens back all the dragons were dead but he was a really good ruler and he was he was you know fair and he was sound and he was a good person and the and the realm hated it when he died that's this whole story and i love it because the history is so fucking intricate even so much as a thing that's it's little things there's this house in around high garden and they're all usually based in fruit they're heraldry and stuff the fossilways the fossilway have apples as their heraldry well grow strong <laughs> it's uh that's the um the Tyrells. Yeah. Eat fresh. Growing strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it took that uh, old Jared took it a little bit too far trying to. Yeah. Eating up fresh. I mean, he's eating real fresh. But in, mean, in, in there's this family. joke. Some, some strange. Right. <laughs> well, everybody know once again, we are 100% against pedophilia. We are the. We're, we're, com- we're, com- we're, we're coming out against pedophilia. We're the world's foremost anti-pedophilia podcast. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um. I think it needs to stop. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 pretty wait, lame. Wait till they're twelve. Not rad. That's that's the age of consent, right? Twelve. Sure. In the Netherlands, it is. <laughs> but that's socialism for you. But anyway, this uh, there's a family, and there and there's two branches of the family: the Fossilways, the Green Apple, and the Red Apple Fossilways. Well, you get to see how that happened. There was two cousins. Do the Fossilway, <laughs> Fozzie. <laughs> but um, there's two cousins, and one of them is a little bit older. And he's a he's a he's a Fosway, and his cousin is a little bit younger, and he calls him. You're not quite ripe yet, so you're a green apple. So he's going to fight with the younger one's going to fight with uh, Sir Duncan the Tall. He's a good person. The other guy's a jerk off, and he paints his his shield, the apple on it, green. 
so he created his own section of the family right there, you know, and that's you get dope. to see that played out. I'm like that is so far ahead thinking. And you think that's what they're going to do with the uh, absolutely? They can't. They, they can't not tell those stories. They're too fucking good. There's there's too much. There's too much there. There, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can just do one one season with the Hedge Knight, and. Yeah, or, it's and, or it's, there's no limit to what they could. No, do and books. you can do the history of the Targaryens. You can do. Uh, I just hope they don't fuck it up. They're, well, they're going to eventually. That's going to happen. But uh, just enjoy the ride. It's the ride, not the just destination. Yeah, I mean, they, they can do stories that aren't going to interest anybody. I mean, like, I I grew up. Um, you know, I was a big Lord of the Rings. I I read absolutely. those books and stuff before the movies came out, and just huge boner for all that Tolkien stuff. And then, but now I honestly like. Just from watching the show, I haven't read any of Martin's actual books. I was just like, uh, Game of Thrones just fucking tromps Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it, be- it beggars it's, it. It's, it's, it like makes it's it look, like, first makes it look like a goddamn, yeah, it makes it look like Harry Potter or something. I don't know Harry Potter's great. Yeah. But it makes it look. It makes it look like kind of silly. Twilight. Yeah, it makes yeah. it look like 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 cartoon. No, it doesn't make it look that bad. That that's gorgeous. makes it look like the Hunger Games. No, uh, I actually like the Hunger Games movies. I haven't watched or read any of the. The books. first Hunger Games book was very good. The movies I, I like a lot. I think it's a pretty cool scenario. Um, and, of course, Jennifer Lawrence is the smokiest of all the smoke shows. Yeah, she is. But you're right. I mean, and one of the reasons he's good at that, and you would love those books if you read them, because they're, it's full of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's full of all these family histories and, you know, and all the cleverness. Like, hearing hear, hearing Tyrion or reading Tyrion take somebody down is so much better than seeing it on the show. And it's tremendous seeing it on the oh, show. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> and it, he's like... Just some of the things he says, and like, like he gets beat up or something in this end, and and somebody's like, "No, don't kill him here." He's like, "Don't kill him anywhere," you know, he's like, <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's I, I love. That's and I'm reading another good series right now called Name of the Wind, and it is emotionally even better than Martin. Don't know if I like it quite as well because it's not as comforting. But what I'm saying is that this epic fantasy is a favorite thing, and and you know, just seeing the. The linchpins he put together with these worlds is it 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 humbles me. I try to do that. And I think I do okay, but I, I need to polish a little bit more. And he's done it for decades. And he's he's written so many good books. He wrote a vampire book called Fever Dream, which is tremendous. I got a signed copy for Christmas, and um, he and he just in general George R. R. Martin man. He's just he's the writer man. He's him and Dan Simmons. I started reading Dan Simmons again. I thought you were gonna say Dan Severn. I'm like <laughs> Dan Severn was a writer. I knew he was a tr- tremendous fighter. Yeah. <laughs> fighter, writer. Talked my ear off a couple of years ago. There's this uh this series of books, and this guy is kind of a prophet when it comes to this new the technology that came out. He he wrote uh, the Hyperion Cantos like Right before the internet and stuff But then the way he described it Was really like the internet Like I don't know if he did a lot of research Or he just was able to see what was going on Or he's just that good mm-hmm. to predict things And those books are fucking amazing Didn't like, 1984 and, and uh, Brave New World sort of also Yeah they really predicted There's a lot, a lot of stuff. people that have predicted a lot of things Yeah I mean it's You throw enough darts I guess Yeah But those yeah. I haven't read Brave New World It's all the Huxley isn't it But I hear it's Actually, more accurate to what what we have now than what 1984 was. Well, the last thing of uh, Brave New World was, and the last thing that they required you is to not believe what you're seeing or or believe what you're hearing. Yeah, that was their final command. Which is what is what Trump, Trump is said. Doing. He literally I'm, said, "Don't believe what this." God, he's so fucking. Oh. <laughs> That's so insane, John. You have any favorite things? Um, 
I guess I'm going to go with public masturbation with food. I like um. Here's what I've been doing in, oh, in lieu of actually cooking. Can't wait to hear this. Um, and I've got all this great passion pork and shit off my farm and stuff I can eat. And it's all fabulous, whatever. But lately I've been going and getting getting a box of Triscuits, and I like the, the cracked pepper flavored Triscuit. And then in Kroger they've got this smoked salmon that's um, it's Norwegian smoked salmon from Greece. <laughs> it's got the Norwegian flag on it, but then it says "product of Greece" on it, so I don't get Maybe that. Maybe it was caught off the coast. But of Greece. it's like this, this, this like thick, sliced, peppery, smoked, like raw smoked salmon, like lox, and it's like way better priced than the other lox. But it's like these thicker slices is better. So I take take the trist, get put a little, then I get a, a big tub of guacamole, like the um, forget the brand, but you just get the pre made. Like, Are you a fan of guac? I am not. And I then, like guac. Well, okay, you can replace the you can replace replace the guac with cream cheese or whatever. Uh, I fat. do like that. So something like that. So trisket, layer of guac, a layer of some kind of other fat, and then smack little little slither of that smoked salmon on there, and I'll just eat. That'll just be like my meal for the day, and it's just I, it's just fucking. It blissful. does sound good, and I like feel good eating it because it's got all the healthy fats in it. Salmon's the best omega three source out there, and then. And then avocado's got all the healthy fats. I need to get up too. with you and figure out, because I've been eating, not to steal this away again, but I've been eating uh, such shit at work, like <laughs> frozen meals. It, isn't it fucking hard to- It's awful, dude. It's, it's, it makes me feel like dog shit. I have no energy. Mm-hmm. And I also do this thing where if I eat too much sugar- I'm talking to somebody and I keep typing and writing. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm talking like this, but I get almost like a sugar buzz. Mania. But, but it's not, yeah, it's not pleasant. And she's like, well, I understand. I was like, and then I showed her what I'm eating. And she's like, oh my God, you know, you, know, you can't eat that. And so, yeah, nitrates can cause that. Like the preservative that they use in hot dogs and bacon and shit mm-hmm. like that. That I read a thing that it can cause serious bouts of mania in people by eating too many nitrates. Nitrites, yeah. nitrates. I need to really. But the smoked salmon has that in it too, just in the form of smoke. Yeah. Which is a natural nitrite. I just, I, I just need to talk to somebody about how I can, cause I got to fit this in. I want to start working out really hard and heavy again and you can't eat shit and do that because you just won't mm-hmm. produce any muscle you won't have any energy and i've gone to the gym lately and i have no energy because of the shit i've been eating yeah it'll so, fuck you and then uh, you want just get steak and then pre-make it and even if it's shitty um shitty uh like a four dollar steak or something overcook the shit out of it then microwave and eat and eat it <laughs> well, I was going to get grass-fed hamburgers, like like the the high high protein, low fat content. You know, you or, want fat though. Don't, well, don't, I know, I, well, no, I, I'm not the low fat guy. Well, don't get gra- me wrong. Grass-fed is naturally yeah, lower fat than lower, the grain-fed. Yeah. But I'm saying it's the good fats you get. Yeah. Plus whole milk, whole organic milk. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things to eat is fucking that eating the cow with the milk that I'm eating <laughs> with the cheese on. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why the hell fuck not? you? <laughs> We're omnivores. Yeah. But um. What I do, I've probably talked about it before, is uh, hard boiled eggs. Yeah, that's what I try to. to They're keep really me. good because it's tuna. You it, can eat tuna once it's made. It's there. You don't have to prepare it. Yeah, just I just it put them put it in a bag. Throw some salt on it. But, but you get so the thing about this job is it gets so hot. When you get hot, you don't feel like eating. So mm-hmm. I, a lot of my diet is liquid, and I know it's not good, but it's all I can really get down. Mm-hmm. So I got to choose something that's not so great that's going to have all my nutrients and stuff or nothing. I think I'm going to take the thing that's not so great, you know. So then when I get home, I try to really pack it in and eat before. Yeah, I go you to just got to figure out what kind of lunches you can pack and like 
pre-make some shit. And but the only thing about it is, too, is that you get held over sometimes, and you don't know that's going to happen. It's happened with the show before. Like I can't do the show because I got held over. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have no choice. You get forced. It's a force, and you can't leave the job or you get fired. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you have to pack double just to be some emergency yeah food. and yeah. and and you just run out of room frankly so it's yeah. you know i have a big old fucking 70s you'd laugh you saw i think it. i've seen it it's yeah. fucking huge i get people laugh because i'll t- carry that and a bag of food and they they are okay with not eating but i try to tell them oh i'm trying to be a powerlifting athlete i want to you know feel good and stuff like that and they kind of give me that look you know they don't understand i get that look whenever people find out i'm a musician or that i do a podcast you know i do things man i don't just go to work have you ever noticed that the yeah. people just get jealous when you try to do something i don't know something. about jealous but like they they think i don't i think there's jealousy involved maybe like i don't know i do things so. you're you're strange you're you know, i am strange you know, but when you're strange grace has come out of the rain Lost Very boys, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. When the people find out that I like even lifting weights, like you lift weights, yeah, man. I know I'm kind of fat and all that stuff, but I could pick you up and put you over my head. Yeah, so suck my dick. Well, I'm. What <laughs> what's worked to my advantage is that I've been in uh, the Y before, and people have seen me working out. And what I can do is. I guess impressive, not like on a, you know, national level or whatever, but, you know, I'm a strong guy. And, you know, so that, that kind of gives me a little leeway. Like one guy, but one of my bosses, uh, Carl, is just like, man, that's a strong dude. I've seen him do this stuff. And they'll say it just to random people. And um, so they leave me alone with it about a lot. So there's that. But, yeah, if you're doing anything different and people think that all you're supposed to do is go to work. And only work if you have to work 16 hours, even better. And then you go home. You don't pay attention to your wife or kids. You watch Fox News and you go to sleep. Exactly. I'm not into that. Me either. I mean, I do that. I do that. I mean, I don't watch Fox News. I don't have a wife or kids not paying attention to. (laughs) But, but I mean, I I do it a lot, but there's extra shit that we can be doing in this world. See, that's the thing. When I do get married and. Me and her are going to do stuff. We're going to go out. We're going to, she's going to teach me how to kayak and all kinds of stuff. And I want to learn that because I don't know how. And she's a hiker. So I will go hiking and she knows rock climbing some. And she's like, well, I don't know a lot of it, but we can learn. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to change my physicality a little bit because I can pick I can things up, a- but I can't really pick myself up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a recommendation. I bet you can. Hiking boots because that's what I wear for work. Really? Yeah. I I would love to hike. Some, I, I some used to decently cheap hiking boots. I used like to do it when I was a kid. Eighty bucks. Yeah. I think my work boots might be decent for that. They might be. I got Timberlands. Yeah, I've I had a pair of Timberland hiking boots for work, and it's like they make the soles out of something different, so they grip better. Because I have to climb up, and yeah. I basically rock climb a lot at work. Yeah, <laughs> so I have to climb up a lot. It it holds so much better than when I had just regular steel toes mm-hmm. that were meant for factory work or whatever. So. Uh, if, whenever you get ready to get into hiking, I can send you a couple of cool. recommendations. I'm for have to like get a eight, gun, dude. $80 boots. I can probably give you a recommendation for that, too. I'll talk to my brother. You, you need a gun to go 45. hiking? Well, just to, in, in case there's a, a bear or coyotes. Or coyotes aren't going to come anywhere near you. But I don't, I don't know. know. You, get, don't, you get enough of them. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm wild dogs. I'm a, they're, they're much more. I'm a, I mean, I'm you know definitely comfortable with firearms. I've got them and everything, but I, I don't carry a gun in the woods. Well, I was just in West Virginia. I mean, well, I was going to take one bear? with me and Annie when we were going hiking, and you know, and 
just so I'd have it. Just I mean, if you're so, in the for any for any kind of covering all your bases, you know, snake. I'm, I'm definitely, I, but I usually leave them alone. You know, just let them go. Rattler. No, I'm not going to kill it out of hand if I can get away from if it. It gets near you. Yeah, but you really have almost nothing to worry about in West Virginia. Like I, I was working. I'd be more worried about the meth heads than the animals. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was working and I got done at the certain spot and. It, every almost everywhere I am is in the middle of the woods or near the woods. I'm beside the road most of the time, and then I got I put my stuff in the truck and I get in the truck and I look in the rearview mirror and there's a black bear like three hundred feet behind me, just doodling around, not yeah. giving a fuck that I was anywhere near. Looking around, they don't fucking care as long <laughs> as you don't get between their. It's like baby. a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> now grizzly bear is different. We don't have those, mm. but uh, grizzly bear is no fucking joke. Did we ever have those here? Uh, I imagine at some point we probably did, and they just—I would think it, it might be because they're sort of warm. lazy. Well, it might be too much climbing for them. For them here. <laughs> that I don't know. I, don't I had a pretty, I have to look that up. I, don't think I had a did. weird interaction one early one morning with a possum. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm trying to picture this. I was working, the and then and then I was heading back to the truck, and there was a possum just just uh, waddling across the road, just taking his sweet time. And it's, t- it's bedtime for him. It's like 730. He, yeah. needs to go, he needs to go to sleep. Right. And he's just waddling, waddling across the room. I'm like, hey. He goes, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he just doesn't even, just pays no attention. Walks two feet in front of me. I'm like, why are you still up? <laughs> <laughs> then he just waddles up into the woods. Like he was not having, he was very tired. He's, yeah. He'd been up all night trying to get some shit done. and it, <laughs> Getting somebody's trash. He's yeah, there. he wasn't having a good time. And he just didn't have time for my bullshit. <laughs> he just didn't even just give him, <laughs> give him the possible equivalent of fuck you. The, the possum will not, they, they won't fuck with you unless they got rabies. You can pick up a possum and rub its belly and it'll just pretend like it's dead. Well, that's, they're, yeah, raccoons are, can be aggressive. Um, yeah, but you can also turn them into pets pretty easily, I think. Well, any of those animals. I mean, that's, there are certain animals, you know, we're going down another meandering thing here. No, there I are certain this. animals that can't be domesticated. You can tame them, but you can Zebras. Can't. Yeah, I've heard that before. And, and, and it's a horse. Genetically, it's, yeah. you know, it's almost exactly like, but for some reason, uh, any kind of great cat, you cannot domesticate a great cat. You can tame them. But they are still uh, going to remain. Eventually, the 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 chickens are going to come home to roost on that motherfucker. They might, or they might not. I mean, you have it's it's such a random thing. It just might decide one day to eat you. It, but and if it does, maybe it doesn't. There's not a lot you can no, do. About you're it. fucked. If a tiger or a lion grabs you, you're finished. So. But then you have the ones that are so affectionate with their owners, and they'll rub on them and sleep with them and stuff like that. That does happen, and who never attack them. That's, again, but that's because they're not domesticated. Domestication changes their body chemistry. It changes the way they think, all kinds of stuff. With some animals, you cannot do that. With dogs, you can. But with wolves, you can't. I, th- I figure you could um, through through selective breeding over many generations, because that's that's what a dog is, is it's a wolf. That's true, but there, but, there is a, a – but before they've, – they've proven that beforehand – there was a chromosomal difference between what became a dog and the regular wolf. Yeah, they I'm, said for some reason it made them a little bit more malleable. They, you know, but but selective breeding's some powerful. It shit. is some powerful shit. Oh. We've taken a, a, the gray wolf and turned it into a English bulldog. To me, it actually, when I think about it lately, is rather morbid. It is. It's disgusting. I mean, I'm just like. Mm. 
It's like you've taken this animal and underslung its jaw to a point that it can sometimes can't breathe and it can barely eat. I mean, it's disgusting what what, what they're doing with the cannabis plant. I mean, the, they, they've got these fucking plants that are all flower. They they put all these females together and basically just they're just sexually frustrated females that have been bred to produce tons of flower to produce flower and they just these plants live this like tortured existence, never getting to have sex and being perpetually horny, so they'll produce more THC for us. It's a pretty fucked up situation. It is fucked up. I mean, I, I just... I mean, if you're have, if you the type of person that has an empathy for a plant, which, you know... I mean, it has been proven that plants have some sort of consciousness. They have a type of sentience that's different from, from We We don't think about us. that because they can't just pick up and move whenever they want. Right. Yeah, and we they have... Don't, they we, don't react. We have, they they actually do. It's well, just, I know, but not, a a different, not in an analog. It's a kind yeah. of chemical reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Radiohead reference for everybody. <laughs> that's a great song. I can't remember the song that it's in. Let Down. Yeah. That's one of the best songs ever. What time is it? Vader time? It's 6.56. Okay. What time do you have to go to work this evening? Uh, midnight, but I, I usually go to sleep for another four hours or so. We'll get you out of here. Buddy. No, no, I'm just... I'm, we gotta, I mean, we honestly, gotta, just curious. We're having a really good show without, really, without the internet, so yeah, I'm pretty really excited. Show, but I was saying that, uh, you know, I do find that... Even my parents' dog, I look at her now, and I love that dog, but it is morbid. It's a very morbid thing. I was just like, this this animal could never, and I mean never exist in nature by itself. It just can't. And, you know, and now they're breeding the cats with the short legs. I'm like, that's torture. That's cruelty. Why are you doing that? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's pretty fucked up with the, with the pets. Bradley, as a matter of fact, Bradley won't own a bully dog. He said they can't be born without cesarean. Why would I own it? And it really bothers him. I think we all think along the same lines. We're we're not hippies. We're more naturalists. As in, you know, some things just shouldn't be. You know, and just because you, I love that. That's one of my favorite sayings from Jurassic Park. They got so caught up in what they could do, they didn't th- sit down and think that they should do it. So, is that a Goldblum line? It is. Actually, you know what my favorite line is from that movie. What life uh, finds a way. <laughs> when they did that, my family guy. Life uh, 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 finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we at? Talking about we we're on favorite things. Okay, mm. my favorite thing. Last night I was at that bar listening to my friends play music and all kinds of people around. Every guy is the same. Every dude looks the same. It was amazing. What's Summersville? That's just, they're all fucking clones. Well, it's true. Well, what, you, what's, know, you know, I'm right. But what's, what's weird is we, I mean, I look like them too. Every, every guy is t shirt, cargo shorts, tennis shoes or sandals, and the girls are dressed to the nines, and somehow it still works for the guys. Like we could still, we can still apply ourselves and get one of them to fuck us, even though we look like schlubs. Almost every single one of us. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. This this goes back to the fact um, there is something working in our favor with this because I think the person I'm talking to is out of my league, and but there's something that she likes about me. For the life of me, I cannot figure. It out. I, I can't either. It's really it's boggling the mind. But because um, <laughs> you are an abject piece of shit. <laughs> well, thanks, man. <laughs> Only a friend's honest. I mean, <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. Um, but no, and, and I mean, we get to be into comic books when we're almost forty. We get to 
I mean, we get to have a podcast that nobody listens to. But <laughs> women can do that, and I would think it's awesome if there was more girls in. That's the thing for them when they do it. It's more of a hey, I'm into comic books, and people are like, well, "That's really cool." Be, for us, like, "Hey, I'm in comic books." Wow, you're a fucking you nerd live in your mom's basement. Yeah, faggot. exactly. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I just noticed that last night. That all the guys are just sort of t-shirts with whatever local bar or their buddies print shop or whatever it might be cargo shorts almost always and the girls are dressed up like they're on the town in new york city and they all look great oh it was tremendous I was like, but well, that's not, girls girls, but that's, girls going out to look going out looks so nice they always look that's so what, pretty that's what they it's like i mean there there is some you may be societal pressure for them to do that but mostly i think it's just a preference it's, it's for each other I think. yeah that they, they want it. almost every girl that i've talked to about it has said that we don't dress up for you we don't i mean we can get you we want the other girls to to see how we look yeah yeah and one thing i noticed about somersville it has and i've i mean i've been around somersville my entire life but i don't go there as often anymore it has almost a coastal vibe because of the lake everybody's sunburnt or tanned yeah it's like being on uh it's like like being around the Great Lakes, yeah, it's, uh, or Myrtle Beach or something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sort of has a coastal vibe from every, everybody. Everybody's a little bit more relaxed there, and I, 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 like, I really like it up there. I, I like, like that too. People. But for for me, I find it kind of depressing now, even being along the Great Lakes after living <laughs> along the ocean. I'm like, this is just a diminished form of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the joke of the night last night. There was a guy in there. He's probably about six four, probably in his mid to late sixties. Gray hair, gray mustache. And I'd go to JMO. I said, looks like a low rent Sam Elliott. And he goes, more like Sham Elliott. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> then we started doing catchphrases in, in the Sam Elliott voice. Oh, JMO fucking gets me. He's, <laughs> he's so odd in the best fucking way. Like Sham Elliot. Like when he co- he would come in and he brought us all a copy of the Fuji's <laughs> the score. I think it was the first time he was yeah. on the show. He brought five copies or four copies of the score by the Fuji's. And then he brought like odd candies. Yeah, <laughs> we still have them. That's where that came from, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and, and it was just the best thing. I, I just you know, he's a very unique and cool person. And um I wouldn't say cool. <laughs> Even though Christmas Carol hated me, his <laughs> character. That's not a character. That's just I mean, him. it's a character, and it's a character person. You yeah. remember whenever, but every t- she comes with it. He came in. He came in as Christmas Carol. Then I made him switch to uh, Terry Dale Warsh Basin right in the middle. Then I made him have a conversation with Christmas Carol as Terry Dale Warsh Basin. He's <laughs> <was> really good. <laughs> Christmas Carol had a thing for a uh, big thing for some guy. That, some guy we knew. Yeah. It was one of the characters. It's one of the characters you came up with. Oh yeah, Yeah, the redheaded gay guy. Yeah, Yeah, weird kind of odd synergy going on there. Is yeah, I remember. I remember his his character liking my character. I'm trying to think of another favorite thing. Um, There's a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist. Yeah, I saw you post something about David Ferrier. He's like a New Zealand journalist type guy, and he goes just travels to all these fucked up places that do fucked up things, and he immerses himself in it. It was very interesting. And very this cool. is real or this is it's real. Okay. It's real. It's called what? Dark Tourist? Dark Tourist. I think I saw that, yeah. What's he, like, give me an example. He went to uh, Africa and he got um, inducted into a voodoo tribe. 
and he he went to the goods like the light side of the of the force with the voodoo, and they were like s- sacrificing chickens and dumping the blood all over him mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And then they took him to see a dark ceremony of the different sides of voodoo, and people would get possessed by something, and they'd have these knives that are sort of dull. But they would still cut you if you hit yourself hard enough. And these dudes were holding on to each other and just cutting and like swinging and cutting themselves in the arm. <laughs> oh, Jesus, cutting themselves in the arms with them. Isn't it amazing what people and groups will do when they're in that mania? Yeah. And it's just like talk, speaking in tongues. Absolutely. Or anything like that. Well, you get people in churches are shaking and they start dancing and stuff. I'm like, that's just your brain switching off. I mean, it's. He, uh, there was a, I mean, I watched all eight episodes and, uh, it's very interesting. Did, how he, go, did he go to himself. Snake Island Church or anything? So. No. No. I, I've seen documentaries of people going to those before too. So, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. I, I guess, I mean, some, somebody dies at least at one, one or two people die every year from that. Mm-hmm. From doing that. They drink strychnine. <sighs> they drink strychnine. Pretty stupid. That is just yeah. The Lord's going to protect me from this, and the Lord's upstairs like, man, <laughs> I'm sick of saving y'all. <laughs> One out of God every- and his roommate Chugs were hanging out drinking beers on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, re- I highly recommend Dark Taurus for anybody that uh, is listening to this. It's a pretty cool series. It's pretty short, forty five minutes an episode about. And uh, check it out. Well, the, no, I won't. Who am I kidding? <laughs> you have my Netflix password. I know. I'll just watch Parks and Rec. Yeah, I watch Parks and One Rec. One day I'm going to click over to your profile on my Netflix just to see, to see what's just, up. <laughs> you'll see a lot of uh, the same episode of Mystery Size Zero 3000. <laughs> like the new one, Star Crash. I love it. I um, I got onto your uh, Amazon and watched uh, something on Shudder. Mm-hmm. It's like a series with Joe Bob Briggs. A drive-in, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, I remember Joe Bob Briggs from when I was a kid, because he did the same thing on USA. Yeah. And probably sci-fi. Showtime, actually. Showtime, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really good. Yeah. Like, it showed some shitty 80s horror movie. He actually showed, though, he actually showed uh, Hellraiser. And he said, this is not shitty. He said, I think this is one of the best underrated horror movies. And it was. I mean, Hellraiser is... Have you ever watched them? I'm sure I have. They're fucking weird, and they're disturbing, and they're amazing. Like, it's actually, the best thing that ever happened to was turn in was when they were turned into a movie, because I read the book, some of the Hellbound Heart, which is based on, not good. I'm sorry. Clive Barker is not that good of a writer. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to him was his stuff being converted into movies. He's written, as far as I'm concerned, one good book. Oh, I've got a... My actual, the real favorite thing is uh, fucking Castle Rock. Yeah, it's um, it's an amalgamation. It's on Hulu. It's an amalgamation of almost all the Stephen King story. It, I think it's set in a universe where all the Stephen King stuff is real. There's only been I've only seen three episodes because that's all they put out so far. What have they referenced so far? Uh, well, it's set at Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that. I remember. They've re- I think they've referenced like there was a guy flipping through newspaper clippings and the headlines were all like car goes crazy like Christine mm-hmm. maximum overdrive something about a clown because they're all set in the northwest northeast yeah Maine so 
but that shows it's fucking weird. Um, it's good. It it feels like a Stephen King thing should feel sort of like eleven twenty two sixty three did. Yeah, I, I I think that it would be neat if they. Oh, I think they what they should do is eventually have Stephen King on there, like yeah. explaining, you know, him him being a character because they did that in the Dark Tower. Stephen King himself was in the Dark Tower. The the movie, the book. Okay, he. Have you seen the movie yet? I haven't. I don't think I want to watch it. I mean, I want to watch it just because. But I just I'm that I put so much love into those books. It's, it's one of my favorite epic fantasies. Let's put it this way: it's one of the few things I've ever finished. <laughs> so, um, what happened was there's uh, the gunslinger and Eddie Dean, this guy who's a heroin addict who turns into a gunslinger. Um, they find Stephen King and they discover that they are characters in the, in this book. But basically what happened is his creation is a part of this whole big universe. And it is the most, my, I was just like, this is crazy, you know, because they're like talking about, it's just like, you're not real. I'm not real. What's going on? You know? And, and then Stephen King is, you know, they hypnotize him. And they and they and he even talks about himself how he's an alcoholic and stuff like that. It's just man, this is just really getting into the root of his problems, you know. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I recommend anybody reading those. I recommend the uh, Castle Rock. It's, it's I need to it's check. Pretty it out, fucking yes. good. It has Melanie Linsky. You know her from Two and a Half Men. She's actually a very good actress. She's the girl that lives live next door and talks like this. You know, okay, she's actually know, yeah. from Australia. Um, has the guy that actually played Pennywise. I wouldn't be surprised if they did not an it illusion in that. They time. might. I mean, I mean, there's ten more episodes probably to see. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's it's really fucking good. It's well acted, well written. I need to check that out. Well directed. It's on the on the Hulu. It's probably one of those things. Somebody had an idea like the uh, the Duffer Brothers. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, take all this money and make that. <laughs> yeah. That mean the Duffer. Like I, I was all excited because. Uh, it's almost time for Stranger Things to come out. And then I saw something that it's not going to come out till summer, next summer. I was like, oh, but I bet it's going to be awesome. Yeah. They're going to take their time with it. Plus, I guess so, the girl that plays. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. she She's in the new Godzilla thing. I saw that. Which actually looks kind of good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, favorite things. Anything, any other favorite things? Anyway. I think we each did our favorite thing. Yeah. Any, okay. You want to do Umbridge Taker? I didn't take much umbrage this week. I mean, we'll figure something out. Bong. Is that the song that plays? Yeah. Okay. With what do you take umbrage? Um. This week I take umbrage with a couple of things. I don't know. I don't even heard this. I just take. Umbridge with Donald Trump in general Just fucking have a stroke already um, And then I'd be stroking <laughs> Stroking to the east I wish I could pull that up But you know suddenly I don't um, <laughs> You don't like Clarence Carter Clarence Carter Clarence Carter Oh that, shit Clarence Carter I hate that fucking song <laughs> um, I also take umbrage to the fact that uh, Did you find out the whole thing With Chris Hardwick was Completely made up Yeah he got reinstated man Yeah that's fu- and, and and me sitting there Thinking about that like She's probably not going to be In any trouble for that She's No And 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 the fact that Some women She's mentally ill Women women will decide to do that sometimes I'm just going to destroy, destroy This guy just because Yeah You know Why do you think I'm apprehensive Anymore mm-hmm. I mean the last 
time I touched a woman, it was a one night stand. And I, and I sort of blew her off the next day. And then I was like, Oh Jesus, this could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've just, I've been on the DL. That's why you have to make that clear before you do it. Did you make that clear? I make everything clear. Okay. You know, I mean, maybe I was a little bit rude. I don't know, man. She sent me a text that said, I really felt something with you last night. And, I hope you felt the same way. And I said, maybe you pump the brakes a little bit. That's all. That's what, how I responded. And then no response from, I think she said something mean to me back and then blocked me on all social media platforms. And I was like, yeah, all right, well, I want to save these messages just so <laughs> yeah. I, still have, I still have the messages <laughs> just so I don't get accused of something, you know? Right. But yeah, Hardwick, I mean, I want to see him come out and address that. I don't know that he needs to. He's been vindicated. Well, I mean, he might have been a shitty boyfriend. I mean, that's possible. But even whenever I read her account of it, I was like, I mean, this isn't none of this is illegal. He didn't rape you. He didn't beat you. He was just an asshole. And you're allowed to be an asshole. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, she thought it would ruin him. and Maybe he did blackball her. Maybe he did tell people not to work with her because she was crazy. I don't know. But you're allowed to do that, too. Yeah, it's not illegal. I mean, it's... I, it's a dick move. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I just... I think about that sometimes, how... And he, he, we have power in some ways in society, and sometimes they have way more power than we do. And when it comes to something like that, yeah, especially if you're even moderately famous, mm-hmm. you, you can... Just one accusation will derail a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Louie. Yeah. He's, and he, what he did wasn't anything. Mm-mm. But, um, God, there's been lots of people getting, getting accused of things and nothing ever comes of it. And they still are blackballed for life. But Louie doesn't, Louie, I mean, he doesn't care probably that he's blackballed. He can just do, do stand up and he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but we got to the point there where no matter what, you got to believe everything a woman says. And now this this one comes out and, oh, women are actually capable of lying and making things up. There's a double-edged sword with that, though. It's like the thing with Roy Moore. You knew that was all real. You knew it was all true. I mean, but, you know, there, there's a thing, well, benefit of the doubt and court of law. These are all things, but he was just a scumbag human being. So sometimes the shittiness in society works like it, it fucked him and it needed to fuck him because he was an awful human being. He's still an awful human being. Yeah. I mean, it, it does. It, the, the outrage machine does work sometimes, but yeah. sometimes it, it can only go so far. Yeah. Like, James, James Gunn gets fired. Yeah. Fuck that well, shit. I had a, an example people, people I know, person I know in real life who, was dating this girl and um, she was just drama queen, lying piece of shit. And she made up this story that her ex-boyfriend raped her, which he never did. And so and like dramatized it up and made it like it was this, you know, something. And so this person I know and his friend went and, you know, fuck this guy up. The only thing that a guy ever did was date this girl who's a fucking lying cunt who just, did that? I don't know why you would do other than just being a vindictive, fucked up person. Why you would lie about something like that? And as a result, he got in trouble with the law. 
you know, got all these charges put against them because they, they you know, it was assault. Yeah. And uh, all just because, well, he didn't have to do that, obviously, but all just because this total fucking cunt of a human being lied because she could just to get attention. Yeah. Yeah, there was a girl in high school uh, accused her boyfriend of beating her and raping her. And, like, we were, everybody was, like, shunning him. And then, like, it was after graduation when we all found out it was all bullshit. Like, yeah, you can ruin man. someone's life just yeah. by making up a story. You can just say whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not It's not about men versus women. It's not a gender issue. It's just people. It's just a, it's a person issue. It's yeah. a people issue. Emmett Till. That story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of went really bad. That went super bad. Yeah. I mean, I was just trying to be funny with understating how bad it actually was. <laughs> I mean, it, it, what well, he was from he, Michigan, yeah. And he supposedly whistled at a white woman, and then they no, they said he was. Uh, she said he was. Uh, he grabbed her and was sexually aggressive. I think what he actually did was just whistle at a white mm-hmm. woman, and then he got lynched. Yeah, and then about eight months ago, she came out and said the whole thing was a lie, and she nothing's going to happen to her. No. Even though she's, she's eighty years old now, even though she's caused this massive rift in American society, and, yeah, yeah. destroy this person, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, kill a fourteen-year-old boy is dead. I mean, he'd be ninety now, probably. She, she's probably nice. I mean, it, it's it's why the, this thing with Trump. I mean, he he just pe- people believe what they want to believe. I mean. I could go to a Trump supporter and I could literally show them this is what he said. This is a lie. This is an, an abject fabrication. And they give, they give me that the shrug. Yeah. Well, I, I've I'm sure I've said it before. I don't understand the the mindset of supporting a politician after they've already been elected. Then they work for you. They should work for you, and you should be on them like stink on shit. It's dude. like the thing with the rallies. He keeps on having fucking rallies. Why do you keep doing that? Why not just go to rallies and get a burger? Exactly. <laughs> Some of those burgers, delicious fries. How about they're check, fr- checkers? The fries are great. Yeah. Checkers, you got rallies. Um, Their milkshake game is pretty strong. That's a strong milkshake. Five Guys. Yeah. Five Guys is Five guys one are of the good. best burgers I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually, my favorite burger is uh, the station in Fayetteville. I've not had. I've need to been there. It's Twelve bucks for a burger and fries, and totally worth it. You know what? I need. I need to go up there. I don't. Secrets of Sandwich Society can really throw down on a sandwich. Th- their burgers. I've are never good been too. there either. It's I've really never delicious. been to any of these they're really food. good places to have food. Food's good. Fifteen minutes from my house. Fentville has just turned into this really awesome place. I mean, it's just. It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> you don't like it. I mean, obviously, I love like I love some of the businesses there and. Um, like for for middle of bumfuck Fayette County and having this awesome outdoor adventure, you know, thing happening, it's pretty great. And the gorge and everything like that is great. All the river, all the stuff you can do, it's amazing. But I'm not really that big of a fan of the transplants, the people that come there just for the outdoor adventure, and they just kind of, I, I, it's it's like kind of synonymous. An analogy would be the people from New Jersey who go to WVU. Oh God! And they're just total pieces of shit. They yeah. don't. Re- they don't respect the state. They don't respect the culture. They think they're better than everybody else. And so the Fayetteville transplants are, while they put on a show, put on a, a signal that they're nice people. They're actually just, you know, they're there for everything 
but West Virginia, right. really. They I mean, that's fair. They, they wish that all the they wish that Fayetteville wasn't another state. They yeah, don't, they don't fucking care. They don't get it. They don't try to get it. Um, they don't hold the door for people. They're not West Virginians. <laughs> um, where well. are they mostly coming in from? Just all over. Just people that come and I fell in love with the gorge because it is so beautiful and there's so much awesome shit to do. It's like a fucking. It's like a fucking. It's like having Disneyland. It's like a natural backyard park. Yeah. It is. It's like Disneyland of of adventure sports right there. And so people come there for that, and then they meet all the other people that are kind of in the same boat, and they're you know pretty much all liberal. And they're all, all, and, all and, they're all, and they're all the subculture. There's a subculture of people who aren't from here, and they're very Jordan. and they're super clicky. Yeah, super super clicky. If you're not, so you'd say this is what you're taking numbers with this week. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's fucking do it. I'm taking umbrage with the <laughs> false signaling. Um, um, apathetic transplants who who come to Fayetteville for for all the all the outdoor adventure shit, and then just. Um, Shit on the rest of the culture. It's like I feel they like probably tell jokes to their friends back at whatever state they are. You know what the worst thing oh, about I mean, uh, being in West Virginia is the West Virginia. It's full of West Virginia. But I can't. <laughs> I can't just blame the transplants. I mean, I know lots of people not from here. Fabulous people. But it's like even the adventure sports companies, even like Ace and um, AOTG, deliberately tr- will not hire local people. They don't advertise for local people to work because they don't want local people working there. They want. They want someone to come from someone else who's non-committal, who I mean, who is committal to the company, and then they don't want those people who work for the company. They want them to have, live on that hippie camp, live on the compound, and only date people who work for the company, and only payment script. My yeah, God, we're going back in time. And 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 they don't they don't reach out to the community. They're not inclusive of the actual people who actually live there. Like talk to somebody in Minden about how they feel about. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! You ever been to Minden? It's a beautiful little spot. Oh, it's fucked. And but they it's got, fucked. They got fucked by PCBs. They dumped a bunch of PCBs there, and people are dying of cancer, record rates. And Ace is just basically working to cover that up. They they they're they're not taking any, not doing any their part to like. What's PCBs? I'm sorry. PCBs is just a, a toxin from industrials. They use it in um. It's like a it's like an oil product that has all kinds of toxic shit in it that they have to do something with. And we use it every day. It's like in the transformers and. And um, it's in certain kinds of fluids. And um, they just had this site where they dumped a bunch of PCBs years ago. And then they... Just happened to be... There was the a super fun fight. There's, they're supposed to have cleaned it up. EPA came in and did a botch job. Pretended like they cleaned it up. They didn't do shit. People just been dying ever since because they can't... And these people are poor. They can't move. And then there's like a, mysteriously all these houses getting burned down. Um, I mean, it's dark shit. If, you, if I've been there a lot and you know the movie three billboards that where the the lady puts up the billboards asking why the uh sheriff didn't do this or that because mm-hmm. his, her daughter was raped or murdered there are, are signs homemade signs like that in people's yards in Minden talking about the, all the uh pollution and all that stuff and why nobody's doing anything about it and people are dying but meanwhile all these people from out of state tourists and stuff drive through Minden on their way to Ace yeah. to have their little vacation in this pristine uh you know natural wonderland but meanwhile these people the people that actually live there are fucking dying and um and stuff like that and you know and both of the both of the companies the big companies have 
non-compete clauses. So if you work for one company, they want they, they that make is it so you can't garbage. they can't yeah, work for another company. I mean, it's just it's an that important should be illegal. It's an important industry. You know what I mean? And I'm really glad that it exists and there's lots of fun stuff to, to do there. I mean, mm-hmm. even, but they, well, how many advertisements do you see directed at you guys? None. It's to, all the, it's, to, it's advertisements you, direct in other states. Did you know that think. there's water parks at either facility that's yeah, open to the public? They don't, they don't advertise they, that here. They don't want you coming there because you're not, because you don't look good. You're, you're an unperson to them. That's the Fayetteville mindset. The, the, if you're liberal and you're, and if you're super liberal and you signal, and you pretend to care about all the things that you pretend to care about, uh, then you'll be accepted. But if you're local and you you're even a little bit different from that, then you're just you're an unperson basically. You you don't exist. Yeah, I never see any advertisements for anything about either. I didn't. I had no. Don't idea Don't you think about that it. you would want to advertise to the a people? A Thai food restaurant, not twenty minutes from here. Yeah, Country uh, Thai Kitchen. Yeah. It's awesome. I've drove by it a thousand times. On, you know, Lansing Edmond Road, just on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Where you go, you just cross the bridge. It's like the second intersection or the first actual intersection. You go left, and that's where you go down to. It's where AOTG is. But on your way down there, there's a, on your right, just like a mile off Route 19. There's a Thai restaurant that, that's awesome. Actual Thai people actually yeah. that actually make real yeah, Thai that's never hear anything that's about it. not for us. That's no, yeah, you, you, no. Why would they advertise? Why would they? Why would they want you to come there? You, you know, you might come up, you might show up, looking like a person that's actually from there and acting like a person that's actually from here. Got your hands dirty before. We don't want. We don't yeah. want you dirtying up our our establishment. That's. that's I've never you, been there. Is it good? It's fabulous. Maybe I should go there sometime. But it's, there's not a lot of options. It's like cafeteria, so you, you know, they don't speak very good English. So a lot of times you just go and they give you here. You take sampler platter, and then you know what I mean. <laughs> and you get a bunch of everything. Yeah. And, but it's 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 the real shit. And actually, I was hanging out with them one day, and, and they were eating lunch, and they're like, "Hey, you try you." It's like you like Thai. I was like, "Yeah, I, lo- I love Thai food." It's like you want to try how we really eat it. Oh man! And she gave me some, and I almost fucking gagged because of the fish sauce they put on that stuff. I mean, and I'm open minded; like I like all kinds yeah. of flavors. But this is like this is there was a almost a culture shock. I was like, mm, yeah, good. <laughs> I turned green. <laughs> yeah, but um, no these these are the real deal. They uh, they're real Thai people that barely speak English and cook it. They're not they're not catering to the American. I mean, obviously they are somewhat because they're not loading it down with fish sauce the way they would eat it or spicing it the way they would. But the shit the the way they make it. Is it's the real it's it's a legit Thai restaurant in bumfuck Fayette County. Yeah, you guys don't even know about it. No, they don't ever touch. No, no, because you're an unperson. You're you're from Fayette County. We don't fucking want your business. <laughs> That's the way it is. Well, and, I, and they'll deny it up and down. They're like, oh, we've got such a great community, community. And I always use the hashtag community because <laughs> that's the way I feel about it. So you guys are just fucking. Well, I, maybe I. Was, it might go along with what, how I felt at Secret Sandwich Society one time. I went up to get my daughter a, a T-shirt, and there was a bunch of guys in there, one of the bartenders who's obviously not from here. I mean, it's just apparent. Yeah. And he was kind of a dick. I'm like. Yeah, and there was actually a big thing where, um, I don't know what actually happened, but I guess some guys came in with the, the reflector gear that miners <laughs> wear, you know what I mean, or something they weren't. The story goes that they were that they were asked to leave or something. And that they said that it was because they, the person claimed that it was because they were the way they were dressed because they're coal, coal miners, because the owner of the store is very, liberal, I heard about that, very yeah. anti, you know, anti um, coal industry or whatever. And, I heard uh, about that, but also heard it was bullshit. Yeah. You know? I think, I think it was probably bullshit. They're probably but, drunk. 
it, whether or not the story was bullshit or not, I, I kind of know that guy and I, I kind of know the scene there. And it may as well have not been bullshit. Right. <laughs> because of the things he actually says and actually thinks and the way he actually treats, you know. It, the people of West Virginia. Yeah. The, the people who are actually live here. It's mm-hmm. like. Um, well, what's, the, what's the old Rage Against the Machine line? He says, like, uh, AIDS, is ki- AIDS is killing the entire African nation. Uh, something. How did, oh, shit, it was a really good line. Uh, kill them off, take their land, and go there for vacation. You know, yeah. so, I mean, we're we're essentially indigenous peoples, kind of. I mean, that's that we're. And if you really think about it, there are no tribes native to here, so we are the first indigenous people here. So, I mean, we're we're native now. Yes. Um, like another example is like um, I know a person. I know of a person that that like lives in Fayetteville part time, and there's all these people that are like transients who just come there, like when the season's good for rafting or rock climbing or whatever the fuck it is they want to do, maybe they own, the, maybe they own a house or some property here and then they just travel around wherever they want to go. It's like this one person teaches yoga is like super like signally about the environment and like footprint, and how meat's terrible for the environment and all this stuff like that. And, uh, telling people to not eat meat. And these people just kind of worship this person because this person is like a, a popular yoga teacher and everybody likes this person or whatever. And then, but the person, like, I, I don't really, you know, just from what I've seen on Facebook, flies to like, flies out to the out west to the desert and then to Oregon and then just flying like a plane around, like jet planes around like 10 times a year just to go teach yoga somewhere else or go somewhere else because it's cool over there right mm, now. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the amount of jet fuel you're burning up. Yeah. Do you have any idea what like the, the, it 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 absolutely dwarfs anything that you'd be doing with your diet? Absolutely, the amount of fucking energy, you fucking hypocrites! Yeah, and they and they all got they all drive Subarus and all have these bumpers, these signaling bumper stickers about <laughs> yeah. But they they're just like just as consumptive and and, and Subarus distra- aren't uh, they're, they're not really gas friendly. That's four wheel drive all the time. Oh, and then yeah, well and and, and, and also coal. also the fuckers up there are trying to kill the plant. You know that. Kind of trying to kill. Oh yeah, they're trying to move it up there. Probably no, they're trying to kill it. They 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 say we put out too much uh, stuff, and we really don't. We re- well, what I understand about the plant is that it it is basically self sufficient energy wise. It, it well, it it actually was much more. It's it's less now, but it's still a lot is. But they were trying this whole thing with wet and the dries, where they were they were willing to put out a but to put. Uh, a plant out of there that's been there for a hundred years, essentially, or probably over a hundred years, and employs all of us. And, and the whole the whole economy was the built whole economy on that place. built, and they're willing to put it out of fucking business so they can get a a little bit of uh, white water up there. They were willing to do that, and the plant had to fight back hard. And we were all really scared. We're like, we're not going to have a place so to they, work. I thought they are going to wet the dries, though. They are, but they compromised. Like a shorter time period or something. Yes, and it, it was a compromise. But the the fact is, is that those fuckers will still keep working at that. And then if you if you hit them with, with that, this is the same way they're going to look at a coal miner. Like you're in a dying industry. There's nothing dying about silicon. There's nothing. It is go in there and walk and look in the display case of all the shit that silicon's in. It's in everything. And then they they've got their new it's, iPhone that they use that they switch up every six exactly months. Exactly. They've got right. a kayak made of the shit. Exactly. That's a, a four thousand dollar fucking love boat. Hit, yeah, I'd love to yeah, hit them with that. I, I, I enjoy hitting people with that, uh, talking about the environment and stuff, and tell them that, that you use something that children mine the minerals for to. <laughs> but then you to come signal about. And then you come and live here, where people are impoverished and and need community, and you look at them like they're unpeople because the thing that they're mining 
you don't like, even though you fucking flip your lights on every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making a pro coal or anti coal. Well, of course. I know what, what you're I'm saying. What I'm saying is totally. that it's absolute hypocrisy that you live the way that you do and you have all the privilege that you have and you take advantage of all these things by choice. Don't act like you're not doing it by choice. And then you get to pick and choose who you villainize based on what kind of accent they have. Absolutely. And, and how and, they dress. And, 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 and the worst part about it is until I was old enough to understand it, I kind of agreed with them. And now I'm horrified that I ever did that. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I've been I've, there too. Yeah. yeah it's I've, like, what the fuck was I fucking thinking? You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like these, these are the people like, it's like, okay, I get in here to my job and I see hardworking people been working there for 40 and 50 years. And, and I'm sitting there thinking those fuckers to get a little bit of whitewater to satisfy people who don't even live here and only come here during a season and don't even come every year and don't even put the amount of money that we put into the fucking through, through the economy with all the the good wages that we make and stuff. That's another thing, too. Yeah. If you shut that plant down, Valley's, that Valley is completely finished. It's already There's finished. nothing left. It's already fucked with it there. Well, I, I know. Like but the third I'm saying, world, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Imagine that. Now take that linchpin out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the Jenga is fucking toppling. That's you know, take that out. It's done. But they don't they don't care about reality they don't care about what what actually employs people or what you know what people feed their kids with all they care about is the signal is the, exactly it's just oh well man cold does I'm, but it's, it's the worst possible thing it's like your fucking solar panels are made from coal what is that noise your solar panels are, are dependent on coal the steel in your subaru is dependent on coal the fucking kayak that you use is dependent on coal all this, uh, like, our, I'm not saying that we shouldn't reduce the amount of coal. That's going to take care of itself, right? Because it's too expensive to mm-hmm. mine, and then there's and there's natural there's a natural gas boom happening right now. So it's going to go. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's not just about the coal. It's just any industry, anything that's not what I like. Are any of these people signaling about the uh, pipeline coming through? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, if you're going to do one, you got to do the other. Oh yeah, they they actually do. I mean, and their intentions are good. I don't want to paint them out to be well. There terrible are people. people. Oh. But 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 it's just it's just there's uh the, the best word I it's there's a classism there there's they, they're extremely elitist classes people who signal a little about bit of moral cowardice who who are hypocrite who signal about not being classes and being champions of the poor and all this stuff it's like yet yet you like like literally shit on these people who who are right next door to you because uh because they think differently than you they have a different accent. Because they're not signaling liberals like you are. I tell you the the pipeline thing. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to do a lot for the economy. And they don't really hire a lot of people from here to work on it because they bring in crews that are experienced in it. And they hire some, but it's a there, it's a part time. It's it's a, it's, it's going to end. It's for a year, but they'll be making fifty dollars an hour for a year, working yeah. sixty seventy hours a week. They'll they'll be okay afterwards for a little while at least. Yeah, yeah. but um. There have been so many like campgrounds pop up, like that people uh, have leveled out their land, ran electric, and they have entire campgrounds. That and that's this is where the pipeliners live. They haul their their fucking campers from wherever these companies are from, and they bring them here and they live there until it's done, and then they go home. Well, have you ever noticed up on the plateau and going up towards all this stuff? There is a boom going on. Not really. I mean, there's. I mean, it's, I mean, compared to the valley, there is. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at Oak Hill, Oak Hill's in decline. I mean, 
to, just to hear the local people talk to who've grown, who've been there their whole lives, people mm-hmm. that know a lot more about it than me because I've never been tuned into Oak Hill. They talk about it like it's bad. Like the situation's bad. I've never liked Oak Hill. <laughs> well, um, Oak Hill tries actually. They, they, as as far as I like the high school. It's really nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's real. It's real pretty. Like they're doing. Like they're trying to do a thing with like a, they had like a craft beer festival and live music and mm. stuff like that. They're trying to all those things. Like Montgomery tries to do that, and I really like my buddy Chuck goes out and he does street art and all that stuff. They're really trying. Yeah, and it's it's at once awesome and then heartbreaking. You're like, you know, we're just we're trying to do whatever we can. You know, and I'm not saying that that's. I'm not down on what he's doing or anything. I'm, that's a really a positive thing. But at the same time, you know, the city has gotten to such a point that we're just, we're trying to do anything we can. And it is, a, it's, but it also can be a positive thing because sometimes one thing when you don't have any options left is when she, when real, you know, enlightenment comes, you're like, Hey, we can do this, you know, and, and something really great happens. You know, if we could just all embrace, and I know, this would have its own set of drawbacks. But if we could all embrace the rafting culture and all that stuff, we could bring Golly Bridge and all that stuff back to life. I mean, we, Absolutely. we, really, we Absolutely. really could. And it's, you know. I mean, there's a reason why they're prejudiced towards local people, the rafting companies. Absolutely. It's because of people like Golly Bridge people. Yes. Like, stupid tour. We don't want you, you know. It's like, would you rather sit in a shell of what it used to fucking be? Or would you rather have people coming in, pumping money into your businesses? Yeah. The coal's gone. Lumber's gone. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah. What they happen? won't let us do hemp. No, you know yeah. we can do hemp now. Uh, yeah, but th- I mean, we I know that there's that one company that's that's growing here, but we have an unlimited resource of places to to grow it from all these unreclaimed strip mine sites. Yeah, and it would grow like weed, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a weed up there. And uh, eventually, I'm sure it's going to happen. It'll probably be out of state people coming in and fucking us over again. Oh yeah, we'll have a boom for a hundred years. We'll all be dead by the time it gets fucked. But. Well, and then, and also too, it's like West Virginia is like the government wise is. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just unbelievably anti business. It really I mean, is. Like, there's so many like companies that would love to come here and put in a factory. We, like, w- we wouldn't let Tesla fucking sell their cars here. There was going to be. An Wasn't anti- that a religious reason? I have no idea, but <laughs> the, the, the the state had put such a burden on anybody wanting to put it, any corporation want to come in here and. and Build a job creating facility. Are they afraid of pissing off Toyota if they bring in another car company or something? Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of Joe Manchin esque fucking good old boy elitist fucking political shit going on behind the curtains. Such a fucking douchebag going on behind the curtains, and you know it's just a perfect example of why why I get get all libertarian about the government sucking. It's because West Virginia is a perfect example. And people will look at this example as like it's the most inefficient, corrupt, like these these people being elected have no business being rulers or being charge in charge of anybody else. They're absolutely fucking incompetent. Um, and that's to me that's just like oh the the, the, the uh, um, a leftist will look at that and say oh well we just need to get the right people in there. And I look at that and I say no this is what happens. We need to get all the people out of there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is this is what this is the logical conclusion of what happens. West Virginia just happens to be a really good example. Well, it's like uh, if you ever want to make that argument, uh, just play them five minutes of Tom Fast speaking. <laughs> that was a fucking idiot. He's just so fucking stupid. 
I mean, I, we have that girl who got elected. She's 18. The only thing my daddy told me was uh, coal mining and the Bible. Well, that's fucking great, honey, but that's not helping anybody with anything. And again, I'm not downing where I'm from and all that stuff, but when you're that person and and, and you're supposed to be in charge of other people, you need to think a little bit bigger. I'm sorry, yeah. but you really do. Well, we ha- our economy had to diversify. Exactly. Anybody, anybody that's... That's clinging to the to the old ways as if as if we don't need to change. Is she'd sit up there and play on her phone, like like they elected you to do something. Mm-hmm. And she, what could we do around here? What could we bring here? Like I said, the the whole outdoorsy thing, the whole Fact, uh, hippie culture. The, well, there's know. adventure sports is part of it. Uh, you know, I like think start like tor- a kayak tourism. rental thing, tourism. Just like there's so much water, off with there's a shack. Some, yeah, there's so much like, waterway here. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, it's just more, like 20 kayaks. More stuff with the hiking, more stuff with ATV trails, ATV people. Golly Bridge is ideally situated. Yes, they sh- and there's there's trails already in place yes. from the strip mines and everything. Yeah. All you got to do is... They're doing a lot of that down you do south facilitate, in Dow County. Yeah. And people don't... Why don't we try that? Let's pull some money and buy a couple of ATVs and make people sign waivers and be like, all right, you can go on these trails. Bring them back. You know? I mean... Many have had the same dream, Chuck, but it just doesn't Didn't come out. to fruition. I don't know how hard, how far anybody's gone with it. But and then and then beyond that, just fucking let businesses come here. There's so much cheap, skilled labor here that companies would love to take advantage of. By take advantage, I mean give people fucking jobs. Yeah, pay them to do a thing. Doing like a job like where you work, where someone has a decent paying job where they can go, and they're always hiring, or at least they're they're constantly employing these people. To produce products that people want because it's more expen- because it's it's more expensive to pay people in other states who have higher cost of living. Mm-hmm. You could come to West Virginia, you could pay people less. It would be all good because not right now they're making nothing. But there's all this land here. It's one of the sparsest populated states. Oh yeah, and there's there's all you know there, there's so many opportunities for businesses that want to come here. But can't or aren't willing to because the state puts puts all these barriers to entry well, it's in like, their way. It's like anybody who had any. Uh, I don't know. These are small things, but it, it just occurs to me: you could make that plateau. It could kill Charleston if they would put in a movie theater, put in bookstores and stuff like that. We wouldn't need to go to Charleston anymore. You know what I mean? That's business opportunities. I'm saying those are more retail, and I understand the difference. Well, you got to have you got to have the people have to have money to be able to go to those businesses yes. to begin with. But think about all the people. You know, I would if if I could go to Fayetteville instead of Charleston to go watch a movie and all that stuff, I would go there. Yeah, and so many people would do that. We would go there every fucking weekend. Well, I mean, it's it's probably. Moving in that direction just really slowly. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a movie theater away and a mall. Fuck, put a fucking mall in. You know what I mean? Isn't mall mall culture dead? Like it's actually coming back. From what I hear, and I haven't been to the town center in forever. I hear it's on the decline. But I don't know. That's debatable. I mean, you can go there sometimes. I remember when the town center was so crowded, you could barely walk in it. I mean, those are things that those are places to spend money, and those are a few jobs, and those are um, things that would attract people to the area. But that's more internal commerce. But we need we need jobs. Yeah, it's a cheesy ass thing. Every time jobs, Jim Justice is going to bring in the jobs, and this person is going to bring in the jobs, and that's all they ever campaign on. All they ever do is I'm going to I'm going to bring West Virginia jobs. Doesn't matter if you actually fucking do it. Isn't it funny how nobody ever asks them how? Exactly. (laughs) How you going to do that? Well. You got a mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> and then you got, you got a, a nothing burger. 
And I should, I should in the middle of that's jobs. Then you got a burrito. What kind of burrito? <laughs> jobs burrito. A burrito burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry Let's all go out and eat Alright that's about enough Of this for today I won't be taking Any more questions <laughs> And meanwhile It's such a It's such a wonderful resource That, that Bechtel And the government Have gotten together And decided to put A prepper facility in And call it a Boy Scout camp That only gets used Once a year <laughs> If that And it's Barely even open To the I've, public I was supposed to go there One time for a, a job Hunting gremlins And it was I got denied access to go in there, and there wasn't even any Boy Scouts there. There was nobody oh, no. there. Yeah. So I was like, well, I mean, I guess you guys are just going to have fucking gremlins then. And then I left. I was like, okay, have fun with your gremlins, you bunch of pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a huge swath of land. It's gigantic. Yeah. They were gonna. They, there was a, a rumor they would put an amusement park there, wasn't it? Well, there's all kinds of stuff there. There's like skate park. There's rock climbing. It's shit. so there's elaborate. All that just to molest children. And then it's something. They do it. <laughs> they do open it up to the public at certain times, but it's just a fraction of what. The, what the facility is They were um, they, People They, they were uh, Trucking in Just loads and loads Of concrete Like just We're talking tremendous Enough to build A small city And then you look At Google Earth And none of it's On the surface well, so it's what underground it, What is it It's a prepper facility Prepper facility you, you know about The Greenbrier right You can go visit Tour of the Greenbrier Oh so it's a and They've got an Underground bunker for Okay all, For while the elites Go when, mm-hmm. when the shit Hits the fan Yeah It's the new Greenbrier only bigger and badder. See, that's what kills me about this whole thing with Trump, too, is that he's willing to start all these wars because now he knows he's on the hook. He can go in a bunker somewhere, and he, and he, there'll be no... Well, this is beyond him. I mean, this these people are above Trump. These people give Trump his orders. Fair. I mean, I mean, you look at... Talking look, about the Rothschilds and... Well, I don't know who the fuck they are. I know. I don't I fucking know. Know. It just does, it like, does seem weird. Whenever, remember a couple of years ago when they actually had the Boy Scout thing here, and the entire county was... Under a state of emergency for it, yeah, and, there, and there's hummers, there's hummers all over the place. All this military activity, choppers flying everywhere. Um, it's no shit. I mean, it's not. This isn't a conspiracy. I'm talking about. This is this is business as usual. This is what they do. They need a new prepper facility. So, I'm not saying they know something's going to happen, but they they're willing to. It's better to have one and not need it. They're willing to spend our money and have it so that they can have it and we can't. Right. And they they monopolize they so they tapped into Mount Hope has its own water system they've got its own they're yeah. really proud of it their own public water system so their their water is actually really good it's like spring fed and they tapped into that they didn't get the sit they didn't get the city water out of the river <laughs> they wanted that Mount Hope water and that was part of the strategy is that they've got this water source now mm. um, and yeah there's a there's a fucking underground uh, elitist prepper facility there and they call it a Boy Scout camp. I have the documents. Talk <laughs> 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 shit about me, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Bur- the burden of proof is on me, and the proof I have is I fucking live here. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, this shit, I've and I'm not an it. idiot. That's, I've seen it. That's the proof. It's very weird. I, I've everybody seen and everybody that works there that comes and helps set up the zip line or whatever, they're like, I sit and talk with them. I was like, I like so, and they're just like, yep. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they just nod their head and they're like, well, I'm not going to say exactly. I can neither but, confirm nor deny. But uh, but, uh, but yeah. I'm going to sit here and nod my head. And yeah, whenever I went there, it was I was there for 45 minutes and I wasn't able to do a bit of work Spe- because speak- name uh, like social security numbers. Why do I need to give you my social security? Just, I didn't give them my social just security. Just be number. be glad they didn't point. Uh, I was like, you guys called me to come here. Be glad that they didn't point <laughs> yeah. eight M16s at you. Because, oh, because that's, you know, I'm that, from that, I'm I, from the wishing motherfucker woods. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure that would end well. <laughs> God, that's awesome. Step out of your car and just slap a gun. <laughs> what are you going to do? John Wick. <laughs> Become a bullet sponge. Yeah. Anybody got anything else? I think we're about done. Yeah. We've done more than two hours. Almost two and a half. Tremendous. Good ep. Very good. Not bad without the internet, huh? The intranets. Maybe it's better. Yeah, we didn't get distracted. All right, I think we're going to go out on one of my songs. Which one would you choose, John? Uh, Okay, Mackie, I know you have your opinions, too. Jesus. I'm drawing a blank. Any of them. There's all those. Number three. Gotcha. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Please share this on social media. Text it to people if you have to. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Thank you and goodbye. Got it, blows away like a leaf in a breeze.